You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Fire in the hole, Jason. Fire in the hole, Richard. <laughs> How you doing, man? Doing great. How are we you, are. Uh, I, I'm doing good, man. It's a, it was a scorcher today, Jesus, but we whatever. survived. And um, uh, I think we realized this week that uh, we're fast approaching the the, the one year mark, man. Yeah, it's coming up, man. It's around just around the around on the horizon. Yeah, about a month away. We're hit episode fifty-two. Do you feel it? Do you do you feel it? It went by so fast, man. Doesn't it? It doesn't yeah. feel like it's been a, almost a year. No, not at all. But it's been uh, really great, and uh, we'll, we're sure we're sure to find some way to mark that occasion. Uh, in the meantime, we had Mr. Cliff Caporal with us today. Yep. Uh, Cliff is the director of programming for the Montreal Comic Con. Right. For those of you that don't know, um, you may have heard of the San Diego Comic Con, New York Comic Con. Uh, the Montreal Comic Con is fast becoming an international event like many others, like Just for Laughs and um, Jazz, Fest. Jazz Fest. And it's becoming a Montreal staple. So started by a couple of guys and now it's growing to like attendances of twenty to 50,000 people per That's year. Huge. It's a massive cosplay central. Uh, they're celebrities now. And Cliff is the sort of one of the, the masterminds behind all of this. Yeah. What a great guy. A lot of interesting stories about some celebrities that you might recognize. Yeah, so I mean, this is a guy whose job is basically to book, or at least be part of the booking process and the arrangements with uh, all the events and entertainment, uh, and that means rubbing shoulders with uh, some A-list celebrities, right? That's right. So what did we talk about? William Shatner, Kevin Smith, uh, David Will Coven- Wheaton. Will Wheaton, David Coveney, Gillian Anderson... Very cool. Very cool to hear the stories. Yeah, great little anecdotes, uh, good behind the scenes as to what it takes to actually organize one of these monsters. Yeah. So if you've been to a Comic-Con or if you have any sort of interest in in that sort of geek world, even if you're into Walking Dead, that sort of thing, the 100, the 100? The 100. The 100. Yeah. Uh, Cliff kind of takes us on a ride in in his uh, really wacky universe, I guess. Yeah. Interesting to hear some of the behind the scenes stories. Yeah. I mean, this is what we're about, right? Is finding out how, how things are made sometimes. That's it. Um, we should be a Discovery Channel podcast. <laughs> Maybe. How people are made. <laughs> so stick around. This is a really good one. This is great. Somebody asked you to put on that costume, or you take it upon yourself. You know what I think, you hero? I think you're a half measure. I think you're a man who can't finish the job. I think that you're a coward. You know, the one thing that you just can't see, you know, you're one bad day away from being me. Yeah, we sat down one day and we said, one of us talks too much. 
the other doesn't talk enough. Let's do this. That's right. Somewhere we'll meet. In the, we'll meet halfway somewhere in the middle <laughs> and make this into a thing. Welcome, Cliff. Well, thank you. Welcome, sir. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, it's been. Uh, I've been. Uh, I've been trying to get my hooks into you for a while, but I understand you're a busy man. Yes, because I'm married. I have right. kids. I've told you this a few times already. Yes. yes. <laughs> so you're a family man, and uh, you're also. And I'm going to butcher this. It's all right. You're the uh, programming director yep. for the Montreal Comic Con. Programming director for Montreal Comic Con, Ottawa Comic Con, and Quebec City Comic Con. Quebec City Comic Con. Okay, so program. So is this who is the? Does it have an owner? Is someone owns? Yeah, the the Montreal Comic Con. It's owned by um, uh, two guys okay. uh, that own uh, the uh, you know the Million Comics Store in Montreal. <coughs> the Million Comics guys. Yeah, yeah. From way back when. Uh, well, from from I, I forget when he opened it up. It's Alex, Alex okay. and Oscar. Uh, they opened up the 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 store, and then they they, they used to go to conventions, to like actual comic book conventions. The actual uh, the, the no, the, well, the they owned the one million comic store, and then when they uh, they decided to go to different conventions to sell comics, right? Because they have an eBay store, and they have a lot of comics, have one of the biggest collections in Montreal. So they travel everywhere, and they travel to San Diego, they travel to Toronto, and. Uh, selling comics and then they said you know we should do this at home right and there's been lots of other guys that have said the same thing yeah, we and should start our own thing is like we should start our own thing and they tried and they failed famous last words and the, and then they did it they they did the traditional comic con that right. you've seen before like with just comics that was the whole point right initially yeah, that was for comic guys to just trade that's it it's, it was a good way for them to you know stick all the comic guys together to exchange issues and, and whatnot and do trades and uh, and bring in the occasional artist and it was very casual at the beginning and then in 2009 they decided to invite their first celebrity guest which was Lou Ferrino Lou Ferrigno yeah I and, love uh, Lou at, at that time I wasn't involved okay I was uh, I was doing other stuff yeah so this Fire is hole. a fire and hole uh, so yeah. this is a, an interesting situation so from what I understand and correct me if I'm wrong the, the Montreal Comic Con, all the Comic Cons and the Expos, they, they're mostly manned by volunteers? Yes. Okay. Like over 90% of the 90% of the is volunteers. Start, yeah, exactly. Okay. And is that, that seems weird. Is that weird? <laughs> uh, it's, it, it, it does seem weird, but at the same time, it's the, the people that are needed are only needed for a short amount of time. And, uh, <coughs> And it's also it's it's it's. Uh, I wish we could have official staff and everything like that because things would be easier if you yeah, had of course. staff. You know, like and you wouldn't have to train people over a weekend and hope everything goes well. Sure. Uh, Is that know? the case currently? Like you don't have to cross your fingers. Yeah, you cross your fingers. You get people back that were great volunteers, uh, and most of them are uh, fantastic. Uh, you hope they come back. Um, but uh, sometimes some some you get you know rotten apples, and it's kind of hard. You know, like when you're. And it's even hard for us, like as like for staff, like that that work there, uh, in the sense that you know when you work at a job, you usually get your first week of training. I'm talking about your stereotypical job, right? First week of training, and you know you get eased in after a week. Then you, uh, you know, a couple, you know, you don't have your real personality out there at your regular job. Yeah, you kind of ease into you kind of ease into the job. Three months later, they're like, you can't, they can't fire me. And then all of a sudden, your real personality <laughs> comes out, and then. <laughs> You sound a bit jaded. <laughs> I used to work at a place. We all uh, used to work at a place. Yeah, exactly. Some of us still work at a place. Some of us still work at a hey. place. But <laughs> yes, that is in fact the dynamic. Yes. Yeah, it's it's uh, and then uh, but at at Comic Con it's a little different. It's like you know your first day. I mean, we we plan in our heads and on paper and everything like that for a year, 
and then you get to the show and you hope everybody understood what you talked about <laughs> and whatnot and 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 then and then it's like the thursday of setup it's like you know you find out a bunch of mistakes uh the friday is the terror <laughs> it's the terrifying day because uh, it's where all the mistakes happen you open the gates well it's even or? before the gates open you know like the things that are missing and whatnot and you know this miscommunication you know and you're like oh my god you know like how I'm many how this. many people are we talking about here because at this point uh we're talking about uh in montreal it's like three four hundred Three, four hundred volunteers. Volunteers, yeah. Well, I mean, because the thing is that we have two levels of volunteers. We have the volunteers that we uh, we call staff. But they're not staff, you know. Uh, they, we just bring them back every year. We trust them. We give them a little bit more, uh, you know, duties that are a little bit more responsibility are required. Power. Uh, let's call it power. Let's call it power. No. <laughs> but, you know, it's like we, we're not going to trust people to, because uh, that we don't know. Not that we don't trust them. It's that we don't know you. Yeah. You just came off the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, with like a list of, you know, people that they're supposed to give out badges to. Sure. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you, you you have to sort of do the best that you can. Yeah, it's like security checks are. You're gonna give it to people that you know because the thing is, at least that person you know, there's a social responsibility. Yeah, you know, to the people you know, that, and you know that, where that, they live. Yeah, you know where they live, but you know, <laughs> nonetheless, people who know each other want to do a good job and and save face in general. As a general, there's always a crooked couple people here and there, but in general, we've seen that everybody that helps us wants to be there. I mean. Uh, I'll be honest. At the end of the weekend on on the on the Sunday, uh, I had I had this year my team increased exponentially, and I, I sat down with the heads of team the teams on the Sunday after the events uh, were done. Roundtable, tell me one thing that went amazingly well, one thing that did, didn't, <laughs> uh, and and they went around. And after that, I like I broke down crying really? just because the thing is it's it was it's overwhelming for me because it's these people that are willing to sacrifice their weekends and some of their other days to just do this out of the passion and love and whatnot you know so it's like you feel extremely supported in in that sense you know the, there's people that are just willing to do that and give their best too yeah there's i don't think there's any any market not even i don't want to call it a market but there's any like niche like the comic-con uh geek quote-unquote nation yeah, yeah, they're a passionate crew. They're crazy. Like the yeah. closest thing I've seen to that is like maybe metalheads uh, or one of those kinds of. But even then, there's crossovers. There's too. of course crossover. Of course, <laughs> sure. ponytails, yeah. uh, Klingon dueling daggers, all that stuff. <laughs> it's all it's all very conducive to, to heavy metal. But the no, I mean, there's a if if you guys can consistently draw this number of volunteers, yeah, uh, that says that this is a this is a positive thing. I think, yeah. Yeah, right. and so you got involved when? How, how many years? Uh, unofficially, 2011 as a consultant. The year Stan Lee came, I had a negative experience a year before that at another event that shall not be named, uh, where Stan Lee was the guest and uh, the Stan Lee of the Stan Lee, of the creator of uh, Spider-Man, the Hulk, the Avengers, of everything of basically that we care about. everything <laughs> that is making tons of money money right now. <laughs> but to me, he was the voice of my youth. Right, like uh, there's a lot of a lot. There's a couple of guys out there that you know. Basically, they speak to me. Peter Cullen. We were talking about before yeah. we came on. Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> not so much for me, but uh, you know, okay. maybe Prince and Sting. Sure. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, it's icons. <laughs> the, uh, so for me, the the you know meeting him was a big deal. You know, because it was like you know the, the little kid in me. I, I planned the weekend. You know, like I bought the the train tickets. I bought the I uh, rented the the hotel for me and my friend. My friend did nothing. <laughs> 
Uh, but he just says he knows I'm the planner. So right. I, I, I plan the whole we weekend. We have that relationship with Richard. Yeah. Uh, in this case, he would be the he would be the cliff. Yes. Of this relationship. <laughs> I'm not the planner. No, Go except, on. Except I talk a lot too. Oh, but he talks a lot too. Oh. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Perfect. So we, we, if we merge Richard, <laughs> yes, exactly. if we combine our powers, we yeah. can become Cliff. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say you can become rulers of the world the rules of the world well yeah there you go you're doing pretty well so okay go on yeah so um uh, when uh i was going to this convention and and um they 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 did some things right but they did a lot of things wrong in my my book and i was um um you know i went there and i got my autograph from stanley i got my photo and it's it's the same as any convention it's really fast for big names uh, over there so that wasn't unpleasant the unpleasant part was uh, the meet and greet i paid extra money for a, a meet and greet with stan lee uh and basically i show up at the bar he's not there yet but the bar is packed it was supposed to be for like a hundred people first of all I, did i mention it's a bar and you're meeting a nine-year-old man yeah at a bar that's darkly lit and everything like that like a peel pub type of thing uh, a little bit swankier but still darkly lit okay you know like it's not exactly the it's ideal pub. place yeah it's a pub but not for a meet and greet you know right. it's like mm-hmm. you want a little bit of like it, it, it i went in there i didn't even know where to sit they're like there's no more space over there so they oversold like, yeah i think it looks like they oversold they go oh, if you want to sit on the other side of the you gotta pay you gotta buy a drink i'm like well i'm buying a drink it's eight o'clock at night after like eight hours of con i'm buying a drink yeah <laughs> Uh, so I sat there, and then he comes in half an hour later, and people mob him, okay? Like, I, I, it's not my personality. I don't... Does you know. he have bodyguards? He had people with him, and it's like he was safe, but nonetheless, it's like, you know, people jumping over each other, yeah, sign this and whatever, ah, shake hands, and it was a little much, you know? And then I'm, I, you know, it's a meet and greet, so I was thinking that they'd organize it in a different way, that, you know, bring us to his table or bring him to our table. He's an old man, so I was expecting us to be brought to his table. Uh, but then after like 10 minutes of shaking hands, he moves to the back of the hall, eats his supper. An hour later, more or less like that, he leaves. doesn't do anything more. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's already like four or five hours past his bedtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably. Right? Yeah. Actually, that was breakfast. He saw me. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, so anyways, it was a negative experience. It left a bad taste in my mouth. I wrote a big, long complaint letter. And I usually don't. You know, I usually At this point, you're only, you were only a consultant? I wasn't even at, at the convention. Oh, this is, I'm this telling is you how, how it led. This story leads to, ah, okay. to, uh, to, to uh, me having a, you know, like the, the you know, this it's is you, my, the cliff year one. white guy version of a bad, the worst story of my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so far, not that bad. But so that's, but, you know, disappointing. it's, yeah. It's not that bad, okay. uh, but it's still it was very disappointing for me. And and uh, so like I paid a bunch of money, waited forever, waited forever. This bullshit you bar. know, my hopes and everything. You know, like was like I was hoping to interact with him a bit more, and didn't work out. So, um, fast forward. Uh, anyways, I wrote a big long complaint letter. And the thing is, the way I write, because where I, where I used to work, I, I was the um, uh, business analyst. So I, I wrote policies and procedures, and uh, it was a telecom company. And I would train people and, you know, write all the procedures and books and whatnot. So the way I wrote the complaint letter was basically, this is what you need to do to improve things. <laughs> nice. Right? So it's not, it wasn't a, a, like a bitching letter, you know, you guys are asses or anything. It was just like, you know, like if this would have been done differently, they could, you know, your customers would have been satisfied. This, you know, so Again, I wrote this it. sounds like Richard. Like this is how he, he approaches <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> he shows well, it's up. a good way to approach things. I feel it's a little, well, my first words were probably nasty and then I rewrote it. 
then you propose solutions. Yeah, like, propose solutions. Fuck you. And now, how to improve yourself in eight, eight, eight easy to follow <laughs> steps. Okay, so you literally just broke it down for them. I broke it down for them. They didn't write back. Months later, I hear that Montreal is inviting uh, Stan Lee. Now I knew Alex and Oscar offhand, like you know, the founders Com- of Comic Con. The founders of Comic Con. Uh, I, I. You know, was you know impressed that they invited him, and I ro- gave him the letter that I wrote, the process and procedures, and I go, this is what this other place did. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> and in, in this yeah. thing, you were you making like uh, scheduling and like booking recommendations, or uh, no? I was just recommending on how to organize a little bit better. The the well better. They didn't have a lot of guests at the time, right. but when Stanley was coming along, they were getting bigger name guests. Excuse me. So I made suggestions on how to improve certain things, but not necessarily on how they weren't doing anything wrong. It was the other event <laughs> that was doing things wrong. Right. So I was basing it on that. They're like, hey guys, those guys are fucking up. I hear you guys are doing this. Don't do. Make sure you don't do this. Here's this. Here's. Let me give you like some a cheat sheet. Yeah, exactly. And and they they uh, email me back and they say, hey, what else? And they well, we started communicating. Basically, what would you do in this case? What would you do in that case? In this case, uh, and and because where I. The telecom I worked in was uh, event planning. Okay, like <laughs> Evenco fo- type place. Uh, no, uh, event. Uh, Gillette. It's a telecom, uh, like oh, a telecom, t- like okay. uh, telecommunications on the phone. Basically, events on the phone, like with big companies listening in uh, to you know quarterly results or listening to KPIs. Uh, how such. much money? How much millions of dollars this president of a company made uh, on his bonus? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is all familiar, familiar and traumatic territory. For yes, us. yes, yes, yeah. Uh, so I did that for 14 years, and uh, and um, uh, it, don't get me wrong, like I bitch about it, but it's you learn, you learn. I learned so much. It's, yeah. it's incredible how much. Mostly I how to uh, assess crazy people, <laughs> right? Mostly how to pick them out, like in a heartbeat. Uh, you become good, really good at that if you worked in the call center. I feel. Yeah, uh, it was call center, but it was business to business. So oh, the thing is better. that they were. I was very like I worked in a call center before, and yes, I dealt with a lot of crazy people. But the business to business, they were fewer and far between. There's a, there's some filters there. Yeah, there's some, and yeah. I, there was no sales. So the thing is that there was no pressure to. None that. Yeah, boiler room. Uh, <sighs> yeah, no situation. That, exactly. So don't. So you give all these suggestions. They say yeah. this is amazing. Yeah, they say uh, they like it, so we start communicating back and forth, and um, and then they a little bit more. Uh, I during for two summers, I worked uh, at a, an anime convention in the guest department. I was taking care of the the comic book guys. It was a volunteer position, okay. And uh, you know, like manga, that type of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But I invited the North American comics. You know, they didn't have a huge guest list on that, so it was easy to manage. And and they they, <clears throat> but I was in my thirties and. Most of the people were not. <laughs> I mean, at this point, even the San Diego thing wasn't at what it is today, right? It was still the uh, more of a straight-laced comic book convention. If we go back and talk about San Diego, San Diego has, technically speaking, always been a comic book convention. Right. And it still is today. It did, However, so they've, they've kept that in, in, it's in place. The only guests they have are comic book related in San Diego Comic Con. Really? Yes. But don't they uh, don't don't they have like Hollywood uh, people now? They are there, but not at the behest of San Diego Comic Con, but rather the studios that rent space and rooms. Ah, okay. That's so they San rent Diego the fuck runs out of very the... differently than other cons than any other con in okay. North America. Uh, it's still. Uh, um, it still uses the, the same 
model, model, if you will. If you go back to what early, se- uh, early seven, late seventies, early seventies, <laughs> early seventies, uh, what was the, called the groovy comic yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, immediate sketch, right? Immediate yeah. YouTube sketch. Go on. So uh, you had Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. that was uh, um, you know starting to promote itself in nineteen seventy six, I guess the year before, or maybe it was the same year that the movie was coming out. I don't remember. Um, they uh, they brought set pieces and whatever just to promote because it was their crowd and they said let's promote this movie to the people show them the stuff and this is like hardly any studios would do that uh, but it was Star Wars back in 77 and nobody knew what it was, it was the, it had so they were just going yet, for alternative methods to promote sure. uh, their, their, their sci-fi gig right? and, uh, and it worked out and, and then year after year you'd have more and more studio presence being happening at San Diego Comic Con uh, and then, uh, <clears throat> and then, I mean, if you ever go San Diego Comic Con, you'll see that the studios rent out huge booths, like they have tremendous yeah, no, like no, spaces. You know, hundred feet massive, by hundred feet. It's massive. massive. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's become their. They, I mean, they, they'll spend a half a million dollars easily, on, uh, easily on just the booth. Right. The uh, and then they'll spend money on the guests because the thing is that what they do those guests is they have them there contractually so it's like let's say x-men's coming out okay hugh jackman's in it in his contract it's he part has of his to junket certain, kind of yeah uh, it's part of his junket yeah. he needs to go and promote at san Diego comic-con yeah uh or, well, that's that's or, really yeah. smart <laughs> it is really smart you know and it's just because it ended up and it, this only started really changing big in early 2000s because before it was like a little bit a little bit and whatever but after have, x-men it kind of became yeah. a thing that's it and uh, and uh, when you'd have other celebrities too but they were brought in agents rent booths there you know because la is so close so it's a good way to get them over there quickly promote whatever they're yeah, doing it makes perfect sense lo- you know? location wise yeah i saw i saw a picture of uh, alex ross uh, oh, God. uh his his booth i don't know if you've seen, <laughs> yeah, alex I've ross seen it. it looks like a spaceship that landed from another planet and just like opened up and then it just closes and it flies away. That like I did not see. It looks retarded. I, I saw it like I, in 2013. I was there and it, it was uh, basically a booth of um, what do you call it? Uh, just paintings. No, no. It's it, well. I mean, it's the same thing, but it's it's this like totally redesigned, really super modern. This is from this year, I believe so. Okay, yeah. wow. Because I follow him on Instagram and I saw I saw the uh, the booth for it and, and I mean Alex Ross, you know, is it's Alex awesome. Ross, but <laughs> the booth, uh, like you can tell how much how important this this type of advertise type of not even advertisement but presence is is now become okay for for this it's the comic hollywood show business era now right we're yeah. gonna look back on this as the like the comic book years in cinema and music and everything right it's everywhere so so when did you officially become like a comic con dude so uh the because uh, i know that was your official yeah, title yeah it, comic, how did you, you saw <laughs> We'd my like business to make card, you right? a comic con dude cliff yeah. What's Actually, basically, take? that's more or less what happened is um, <laughs> after because uh, they they w- somebody I knew in the in the, at the con asked me to work in the guest department that year, and uh, uh, the year Stanley was there, and I was like, no, because I won't get to meet Stanley <laughs> if I work. You were still hurt. <laughs> I was still hurt, and I needed <laughs> to meet him, and I ended up I did end up meeting him, and they made great efforts to make sure that I did meet him because they knew my sap story, uh, and I met him, and he was cool. And uh, are you offering me candy? You want nuts? Uh, <laughs> and then, um, so so um, 
Sorry, I'm just trying to resituate no, no. myself. You, you, so Stan- you meet Stanley finally. Yeah, so I meet him finally, and and uh, and everything was well done. It's on like, your terms, like this time. Yeah, on my terms, and also the the meet and greet was done better. First of all, they had food, which was it. Sure, it was a little bit more expensive, but dude, it's like you know, imagine going to a wedding, and and then you come in, and it's like, and things are taking long, and nobody brings you I've any food. I've been to that wedding. You've been. No, I've been to that wedding too. Literally, no fucking food. Oh, Jesus Christ. With kids. Uh, ha, 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 ha. And I had to go out and go get food for the kids it was ridiculous like i didn't tell anybody i just snuck out and like i looked like an idiot in the in the grocery store in my uh in my uh in tuxedo, tuxedo <laughs> getting food for kids sneaking back in because there was this nothing. was your wedding right no no okay. no I'm, I'm this is why i didn't get married <laughs> okay but go on yeah so uh um, so now way so better arrangement. We, we've eaten and i'm drinking and then uh i have one oscar oscar going behind me and he says hey hey uh thanks for everything and uh in uh, just uh, two months uh We'll call you and we're gonna discuss your future. Oh, so how, how godfathery! Yeah, oh, he's totally, he's totally godfather, but he's we'll Armenian. Talk about but your future. Yeah. Okay, but uh, so yeah, so then I went over for a meeting and uh, I, I did my pitches on ideas on how, what I would do there, how I can help, uh, uh, and uh, <coughs> and they liked a lot of the ideas, and um, then they they they. Right guy, right time. I did time. a little bit, yeah. I, but I was doing part time because I didn't quit my job. I sure. wasn't thinking I was going to be doing this full time. I really wasn't. Of course not. <laughs> no, nobody. I don't think knew how how big it would get. Right? Yeah, and uh, and then they go. Oh, after on the second me- meeting, they're like, "Hey, Cliff, um, uh, we're launching Ottawa Comic Con. You want to do that one first? I'm like, "Sure. <laughs> Let's see what happens." Okay. They, so by this point, there was a Montreal Comic Con. Montreal Comic Con was around. Okay. And it's a. Uh, it was like early 2012, right? And they were launching Ottawa Comic Con. What was the What was the idea with Ottawa? That's a bold move. Uh, the idea with Ottawa is because things went really well in 2011 for Montreal. And Ottawa is a good market. It's a, a lot of people didn't think it was a good That's market. That's the thing. You wouldn't think of There's Ottawa a as a place to go do business, right? There's a stereotype, uh, and it's. Uh, and it's true that people are a little bit more indoorsy than than uh, a lot of other cities. But there's also nothing to do, <laughs> <laughs> right? There's literally there's nothing, nothing to do there. There's there's some stuff to do, but it's just even then people have a hard time getting out. Right. Uh, but here we came. Uh, we had a good promotional campaign, and um, and in our first year, we attracted twenty thousand people. Yeah, 20, I, I yeah twenty. I saw. I was there in twenty thirteen. Okay, yeah, and the I next year, yeah. I, and I saw the Ottawa turnout, and I was like, oh, it's probably going to be really quaint. And it was like, <laughs> like yeah. Walking Dead. Like, yeah, the next year was 30. I couldn't 000. see the building when we wow, drove up to huge. it. And we had a little panel because Cliff was nice enough to let us promote uh, our little fan film. Yeah, that's because I didn't know you. So. <laughs> now he would never let me do it. But back then, <laughs> plus I was hiding behind Sean Bechu, so he, mm. he, I, I, I was writing off of his, uh, his coattails. But right. uh, the... You like oh sleepy Ottawa, tens of thousands of people just converging. And what's impressive is uh-huh. that the, the place is so far. It's so fucking far. Really? It's yeah. crazy far. Are it's you, like are, are you from Montreal or from here? Yeah. Are you familiar with Ottawa a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. It's uh. You know where the airport is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's there. It's, it's like uh, it's okay. like Fairview <laughs> Mall, right? Yeah. But like more, it's more deserted than that. But okay. or no, uh, there's a John there. Abbott campus. Yeah, and yeah. suddenly thirty thousand people show there's, up there's on the lawn. Nothing around. <laughs> there's like nothing around. Zero. But wow. since we've been there, like this will be in in May next year. It'll be our sixth year, and since we've been there, uh, there's hotels that have opened up nearby. 
or the the hotel that we stay at the hilton is doubled in size like they've literally expanded their business because of your presence uh we're we are one of the people one of the people that helped that area like for kick sure. the doors open right. i mean mm-hmm. i don't want to say hey we're the ones no but, say, it, say but it but we're we're the the biggest event at that place uh, in the in, nation's in capital that's fucking in the nation's capital. you can't buy advertisement like that <laughs> yeah that's exactly great. oh oh and trudeau was there <laughs> there you go he came to the comic-con yeah riding a grizzly bear shirtless no i'm kidding uh <laughs> i believe it was a delorean yeah, you know, next time shirtless. you do that joke let it sit a bit because yeah. that's possible now we believe anything that, that they say about trudeau of <laughs> uh, grizzly bear i believe that happened no okay. it's not true he was on he was in a delorean uh, well, shirtless part shirtless. Is what, that's what sells that's it. The truth. Did he cosplay? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, it's funny. It's cute because he came with his family, so they all had Superman shirts, matching Superman shirts. Oh, that's cute. So that was adorable. You know, I was gonna say he should have dressed like Ryu or something, <laughs> and then uh, his wife could have been Ken or something. And <laughs> actually, yeah, his wife didn't show up. But it's the the whole that those guys are too perfect. There's something. They, yeah, I feel like we're gonna find out they're they're androids. Or they're a vanguard for <laughs> nah. a million species. There's something too clean, too perfect, too nice about that. that if that's thing. true, then then uh, Trump is probably a godsend. You know, if you want to say that about people mm-hmm. that are fairly yeah, extraordinary. Actually, <laughs> that, that, I think what's really uh, crushing about a guy like Trump is we realize that that's kind of what we're like, right? Like that's kind of what most of us are actually like, no. and or the world is populated with. It's just we've yeah. never seen them up there cleaned up and actually being listened to before (laughs) we always used to have these proper people at least proper sounding people up there (laughs) and now there's one of us like mongoloids that make him made his way up there one of our morlocks like fucking got to the podium there's quite a few more people that are better spoken than he just likes the sound of his own voice but he's 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 a he's a a master at what he does like you see how i segued back to you yeah very good oh my god such an expert does he get a bonus does he get a raise oh yeah yes you can tell he's been doing this podcast for almost a year tonto uh so okay uh yeah so uh, you hook up 2012 i was doing part-time ottawa was your proving ground Uh, ottawa was my proving (laughs) i tried by fire I learned to. I made a lot of mistakes, uh, but I learned fast because it's like in my staff consisted of one person. Uh, and your job was to do the arrangements. Staff was a volunteer, right? Your but actual job was program director well, even at this time. Uh, well, when I started, I was technically programming coordinator, and then uh, after a few few meetings that I had, they they said, "Okay, Cliff, well, you're you're going to be part of the executive team, the the, the, the leadership." Right. And then they said, "So, so then that's you're a made became. man." Yeah, they they realized that thank I actually because I know how to put a PowerPoint presentation really well, to, you know. So mm-hmm. I impress people that way. Mm-hmm. But it does impress people. It does impress I, it's people. It's a twenty-year-old technology, but when you PowerPoint, people just yeah. think you have especially your shit like. But it's because sure. I put a lot of thought to the fonts and, and the uh, transitions. Transitions. Oh, you yeah. use the comic book fonts. Yeah. Uh, comic book sans. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, comic sans. Yeah. No. No. I. I. Yeah. I'm very. Uh, <laughs> I'm very. I get carried away sometimes. You get carried fonts. away. Yeah. Okay. So you want to? You're that guy. Yeah. Okay. I I also <laughs> got carried away with fonts back yeah. in the day when fonts mattered, uh, <laughs> because I was matter. just really mad at papyrus and how everybody was obsessed with papyrus. Yeah, but see, those are not great. Doesn't it depress you it's every time you still see it on a business like? Yeah. Window? When I see somebody's signature or something in papyrus, and, and and sometimes I see people's signatures, I'm like, you know, it's really not well thought out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you understand the goal of your signature? Pretty much. It's self, is it self-aggrandizing? No, it's supposed to be informational mm. and very basic and very legible. That's what it's supposed Again, to be. Again, Hollywood has twisted our brains. Yeah. And the most, we think we're supposed to most, do squiggly. You know, put your name in bold. Change the color. Do you know, something. Keep it to Calibri or... 
Calibri. I like Calibri, yeah. <laughs> Trebuchet. Trebuchet. <laughs> Trebuchet. Uh, okay, so Sorry, at this point... I'm just going to segue yeah. to... Uh, there's a, 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 um, a nerdcore artist that I... I, I Say again, a nerdcore. Nerdcore. It's hip hop for nerds. Okay. So yeah, I did not know about this. It's uh, that he he I think he uh, he uh, he has a song. I forget who it is, but he has a song all about fonts. Of course, of course, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. But it's hilarious to listen to. <laughs> it makes to perfect sense. It, yeah. And thank you for. Uh, I, I didn't know nerdcore. I wish I knew the artist who it was. But I'm gonna uh, look into it now. I'm gonna look yeah, into the, it. one of my favorite ones is uh, this guy named Word Burglar, and he's from. Uh, he's originally from uh, New Brunswick. Uh, Nova like Scotia, sorry, sorry, Nova Scotia. I don't like him anymore. You don't I'm like kidding. him? I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so he's from the Maritimes. He's from the Maritimes, but he moved to Toronto. And uh, The word burglar. The wor- word burglar, just all we'll one just word. Know the he's, uh, the, he has a song called Drawing with Words. It's all about comic books. If you like comic books, everything comics is mentioned in there. Yeah, I'm a comic book kid that, that basically uh, retired uh, at like 16 or 17. Are you, my making comic fun of me? Are you making fun of me? Sorry? Are you making fun of me? Are you making? I'm not making fun of you. I just uh, I became a man and I realized it was for kids. No, I'm kidding. I just oh. uh, I just I just oh. I'm I just here. turned away from comic books uh, as a col- as a collection thing. Fonts on. The, the so fonts on. I'm not sure. That not, it Mr. doesn't look Mr. like it's a trip. I stopped song. collecting them, but up oh, until okay. fif- the age of 15, I had my like account at the comic book store. Okay. I lived in Cotonet, so I, was, I used to go up, and the guy used to get me my comics, and I used to read, you know, uh, almost. What was the store? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was it was on Cotonet, uh, close to close to Collège Notre-Dame, where okay. I went to school. It was this tiny place. There was a Mike's and a Fritz next to it. Okay. Uh, I, and it was at like a semi-basement place. And for the life of me, I can't remember, remember the name of the comic book shop. But, you know, I went to Million Comics. Um, I went to uh, Captain Quebec. I went yeah. to all of those. Astro. There was, yeah, there was, I used to go to the Captain Quebec on the carry a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah. ha- because they had comics. And they also had a Double Dragon arcade in, <laughs> in the back room. So I get my Double Dragon on. and then Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then I just pick up my comics and go. But this is, again, ages before. This was like a super niche back then, right? Yeah. Um, if you talked about comic books back then, at a party, very few, very small chance of someone going like, I know what the fuck you're talking about, right? Yeah. Very small now, chance of someone having sex with you. That, even a smaller chance. <laughs> a, yeah. t- a very tiny chance. But hey, imagine if she actually wasn't a comic book. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't be that be the best? Sex That'd be amazing, yeah. or the worst. I'm, I can't. I don't know. Hey. I think there's a lot better <laughs> chances of having sex with somebody now. If you, if you today, there's now, if, yeah, now like celebrities are 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 pretending to like when people start pretending to be geeks. Yeah, you know what's in. <laughs> That's right, right? But uh, but there's a lot of people that are actually into comics and and whatnot. It's like it's it's because it's also the the availability now is diverse. Hmm. You know, there's the trades that started off on a good trend for people so that you know they can go i don't read comics i read graphic novels oh yes mm. yes that's the the snob no. the snob, uh, the snob i play the grand piano <laughs> exactly i remember when i don't that play keyboards i remember <laughs> precisely when that started i remember the first really? time i went to a comic book store and this guy in a wheelchair like almost ran me over he had and he was like you know usually usually like oh sorry sir but this guy was a jerk and he almost like literally just rolled over me with his chair and he had a really high powered chair i remember this Oi. it wasn't one of those like he presses and he goes eh, okay no. he, it wasn't a manual there was something about this thing it just was anyway he almost runs me over and he's really uh pissed off and he's 
come for his loot, right? <laughs> and it's a, a bust of Spider-Man, and it's the collectionist, and, and like a stack of of graphic novels. And I remember because he had the um, Wolverine and Havoc graphic novel. Oh my god, Meltdown! Was, yeah, yeah, which was one of the first big. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that sorry, was impressive. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. 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 This whole story was fake. I just was testing your knowledge. <laughs> exactly. That's, you uh, pass, sir. That's what you we pass. do. Welcome. Geeks get tested all the time. Uh, <laughs> open the secret door, Richard, and get the scotch. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and it's the first time I became aware of this, like, subtle sort of separation between, like, the graphic novel heads yeah. and the comic, the, the comic book. Uh, almost like you were buying your clothes off the rack yeah. versus tailored whatever the yeah, and it's and remember were. that that was coming out like uh was it a little bit late 70s early 80s like there was like the occasional like more grown-up versions but then they decided i think when a lot of it went mainstream it was when they decided to sorry uh, when they decided to make the <clears throat> like pack like six issues into one story oh yeah 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 and that's you know, for especially for when you were getting older, and you know, like you're, an omnibus. You don't this is the ancestor of the omnibus. Um, omnibus is still existed before that, but the trades it would come out like a month or two after the main that story was done. The omnibuses would be like you know they'd collect older issues and things like that. You know, it's like you weren't able to afford you know <clears throat> X Men number one hundred forty two, so you bought the collection that included it. You trade know, paperback. The trade omnibus. paperback, but then but the the current renaissance in the early two thousand was. Uh, like grouping all the comics together, right? Like si- right after, of all the like. So that way, people like me, yeah, it was yeah. The, it was like the story you're getting the main story. So people like me, it was uh, who didn't have time to go to the comic store every time would just pick up the trade, right? Uh, it's collected edition, and and that means that you're more into the story and you're not necessarily looking to collect, you know. And and yeah, that's you're not into the backboards. What happened a lot in the whatever. '90s was was uh, um, the. Um, What's the people that uh, they overestimate? Uh, speculators. speculators There's a lot yeah. of speculators. Oh yeah, in the, the bubble 90s. burst, right? Yeah, and the bubble burst because of that. Those speculators, they would I buy that, yeah. all the issues and make millions of you know, like they, they there would be millions of dollars to be made. Literally, what happened in 2008 with the subprime mortgage happened with comic books, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like 10, 15 years before. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to comic books, right? The collection, the col- and this happens a lot, I think, to collections. Period. Yeah, it happened with the Beanie Babies. It happened with all of these weird. Niche but the Beanie Babies was, I mean, it does, and, and and I'm sorry, I'm gonna bring my nerd out. It's just the Beanie Babies was a little bit different because the the guy who owned the company was trying to control the market. He was specifically releasing. I'm not saying comic companies didn't do that. They just didn't do it at this scale that he, the Beanie right, Babies. Right, he really tried to like. He really tried that. to control the market. Say, okay, let's stop the run and say that's limited. When right. technically you don't need to do that. Like the diamond trade. It's like yeah, exactly trade. like yeah. the diamond trade. Like, like all the console makers today. Like now it's become yeah. a commonplace, right? But now it's a fabricated scarcity. It, it is a fabricated scarcity and uh, the the business. <laughs> but, of but try to tell that to the girl who wants a diamond ring. Right. Yeah. You know, sure. it's like right. they're like they don't want to hear it that it's a whole scam. You know. Right. Yeah. So it's like so we're like okay, tremendously honey. huge, right. tremendously tremendously huge it's like, scam. It's a monstrously monstrously monstrous scam. It's the scam of all scams. The diamond yeah. industry. It's it's like, like, I got is. you a cubic zirconia. Trust me. Yeah. It's the same thing. Right. I heard there uh, incidentally that the diamond people are freaking out because uh, someone's figured out how to actually grow diamonds, like yeah. organically. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, and they can't. There's no difference between the the, the diamonds they find and the, the, they literally found out how to organically grow them, 
and now they're tr that's why they uh, <clears throat> I'm giving you a little lesson here in diamonds um, tell us a story tell us a story Jason Tonto <laughs> so the way tell that us a story Tonto <laughs> the way it's Tonto time the way that they control the market is through the cutting they, they basically corner the market by making it so that a very small group of people have the control of the cutting equipment okay. and the cuts that, that are recognized as being valuable. And that way, even if you flood the market with diamonds, uh, unless it's cut by this group of people that control the market, it's essentially worthless. And secondhand diamonds are worthless, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah. They're worthless. True. You're right. You're right. I sat with a guy who's who owns a company, whose dad owns a company that's that does that cash for gold stuff, okay. but they did it legit. So they weren't like a bunch of shysters. They actually, they paid fair trades in for the for the gold. And he like schooled me on all of the precious stones and all all the retrade value. Wow. And never trust Mexico apparently is a very... Really? Yeah, it's a commonly known fact. Like when it comes racist. to... Racist. <laughs> racist. Well, they no, say they just keep sending level. us rapists and killers. What do you want? <laughs> they're not hey, sending us their best. They're not sending us their best. <laughs> no, okay? no, no. They're, they're, they're Some people the say, US. trust me, believe me. <laughs> we are getting the best. Trust believe me. Believe me, trust me. Yeah. But trust me, believe, believe me, me, and someone told me. Yeah. People are saying. <laughs> we should build a wall. I heard this morning, but you're, you're the one that said it this morning. <laughs> what? <laughs> I figured out what that is. The, I heard somebody say, I think he rehearses a speech in front of a bunch of mirrors. Mm. So there's like many of them, you know, like the so end he of hears himself Conan the Destroyer with the wizards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that's he. He doesn't understand that's not. Yeah, somebody that's, said it. I don't know. You tell me. You tell I me. Know. Well, I don't I know. Don't know. Yeah. You tell me. That's Anyways. from Jesse Ventura. Incidentally, the you tell me thing. Oh yeah. He would just every time he would drop some unresearched factoid. He'd be like, "You tell me, brother. You tell me," <laughs> and you're like. What, what tell you? What are you saying? But it worked, right? It stumps yeah. people. All right, so I'm jumping all over the place here, but I guess what I'm interested in knowing is uh, when did you start booking the big names? So when when did you well, start? Well, the booking the big names. It's not. It's a. It's a. It's, it's not my. It's all my department. <laughs> Talk to this guy. Talk to uh, this guy. It, no, it's it's um, a mixture of people that that takes care of the bookings. Um, <clears throat> uh, Oscar is the head of the the guest invites. And he'll handle the majority of them, and then we'll come up with I ideas. Because <clears throat> a couple of us are the watchers of pop culture. Okay. Uh, he doesn't watch as much. Uh, he's he's studies to see what's hot and whatnot, but he passes it through our filter. Because you guys actually know what that means, right? Like you yeah. Guys know what so it's like he's like, okay, well th these people are look interesting. They're being offered to us or or whatnot, or he, we tell him. And he does the he talks to the agents and, and whatnot. But sometimes there's too much work on his plate to deal with so many guests with so many shows. So, so we take a couple of us take the overflow on that. So okay, so, so he goes hmm this this this. He saves a bunch of like <laughs> like ideas, or he has like a list of things that he thinks are interesting. Well, and then he runs it by you guys. How we how we 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 have a discussion like as a as a group on what we are trying to go for at the beginning of the year um we say okay for ottawa we what themes are we going for for montreal for quebec mm -hmm. and uh <coughs> and then we try to match that to what we want and also what fans have been asking for right right and there's a there's a like how do you communicate with the fans uh social media okay so they well plus emails we get tons of emails with requests yeah, uh sure. facebook posts and whatnot we don't answer them all because it's impossible uh, everybody's got their favorite guest possibility. Please get uh, this guy. Yeah, please listen. Sean Beju, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Wait, that happens? I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, it was uh, this guy Sean. named Jansen uh, that asked for him. I don't know. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's Shout right. out to Sean. Shout out to uh, Elias <laughs> Tufexis. Oh, God, yeah, Elias Tufexis. Yeah. Good man, Elias. He's a good man. Actually, he's thanks to him we're actually all in contact. Did you really? know that? So for those that don't know, and shame on you for not knowing, uh, Elias Tufexis uh, is the vo- actual voice of uh, Adam Jensen uh, yes. from uh, the Deus Ex. Uh, not the voice of Adam Driver. The voice of not Adam the voice Jensen. of Adam Driver or Michael Ironside. <laughs> uh, but yeah, voice of uh, Adam Jensen. Okay, and also like a hilarious fucking dude on on Twitter. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. He cracks me up. The guy is he's got a secret career in stand up comedy that he's not exploring, <laughs> or maybe he's waiting to explore uh, once he's older. But anyway, so. Uh, where do you come in in this process then? Uh, in the process, so part of my job, it's not necessarily all celebrities, right? I, I'm I'm trying to approach the event on what's the entertainment that's going to be happening. So the programming, so concerts. Uh, um, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, the, you know, like if we're going to bring in some music, if we're going to bring some panels, some discussions, uh, if we have certain comic book guests, can those guests be speakers? You know, not all of them can, uh, you know, and, and, and then take a look at who the celebrities are and see if they can be grouped together in certain panels and or, or you not. probably have to be aware of this, the, the thank you final um, the beefs. Are there beefs? Yes. Between between celebrities? Yes, there must be. I'll tell you a beef that it's it, it was pretty public. All right, so awesome. It's, uh, so it's it's because so I'm not saying anything new. So it's not like there's beefs that I can't talk about. Okay, this one was pretty public. Uh, it was um, Will Wheaton. So Wesley Crusher, from Wesley Crusher, Star Trek: The Next Generation, exactly, and also from Stand King, By Me, King of uh, yeah. Geeks. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of our favorite guests, honestly, and he loves beer. By the way, he makes Is his it? own beer. He really? made a beer for us for Ottawa Comic Con last year that's, uh, that's two years ago sorry. that's a big deal it's mm-hmm. a big deal and thanks to him we actually had a star trek beer being served get the at fuck out comic con yeah that was arranged with the uh, uh museum the canadian national museum that had the star trek exhibition that's amazing so yeah so anyways okay so will wheaton and adam damn it now i'm forgetting his name not uh, driver from, from not adam <laughs> driver we keep uh, coming that's the name of this episode <laughs> for no reason adam driver it's uh Adam um, from uh, Firefly. Um, oh, uh, uh, not Adam Dddddd. That's uh, right. Not uh, Nate Fillion, but no, no, it's uh, Jesus Christ. I I'm horrible believe. with names, I, and I'm tempted to reach for my phone. But which no. character is he? Uh, he is uh, the 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 rough and gruff uh, guy holding. Oh, the big gun. Uh, Baldwin. Baldwin. Yes, Baldwin. Thank you. Booyah. How could I forget his last name? You were faster than Google. Pow. Um, Try Tonto. <laughs> the new search engine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> be great. It just goes, uh, duh, before it gives you the answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, duh, Adam Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so That'd Adam Baldwin. Uh, register that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> great idea. Uh, so, yeah, so Adam Baldwin. So they uh, are of opposing political views. I'll leave it at that. Really? Is, yeah, Will Wheaton is much more liberal. My, uh, I'm going to take a chance on this based on uh, the kind of redneckiness of Adam Baldwin. So you know a little bit about his right. He's a little bit of a. He's a bit of a, con- a conservative type. He's a little bit of a conservative type. However, I, I just want to preface by by saying he's an awesome person. Like sure. I mean, he has his political views and and whatnot, and he's strongly at it. But I also respect him as a an actor. 
I respect him as a family man because he has very good, strong values on that. Sure. And because in one of his talks, he inspired me. That's why I'm not mentioning that to butter up or things like that. It's just he did inspire me. And it's just like, and I realized that, you know, it's important to have opposing views, if you will, you know, not necessarily Trump views. Yeah, he's not a nutcase. He's not a nutcase. He's you just know? from. However, that. they did have a Twitter fight, if you will. That was Over going politics? On. Over politics. Okay. And, uh, you know, things were not pleasant. <laughs> like on Twitter or on Twitter, okay. like I mean, they were going at it at each other. Really like you're 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 killing America type stuff. Yeah, they were just you know back and forth. I don't okay. remember the details. So they got into it. They got into it, and we had a special request uh, because they were, happened to be flying in on the same flight. Right. <laughs> they were, uh, you know, so on the same. One day. was seated next to the right wing. Well, the other they, was they're seated all gonna, next to the left wing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I'm sorry, that was wide open. If you're a celebrity, you're gonna fly first class. Yeah, for business, and, and that uh, means eight seats. Yeah, basically. So it's like we had to make sure that they were not near each other, wow. and then at the autograph lines, we had to make sure that they were not. Uh, what together. A, what babies? I'm sorry. There was some animosity that was left That's over such from baby the behavior. Thing. Well, listen. It's not necessarily their request. Like their agents? Their agents. They just want to avoid okay. situations. All right. I wouldn't call them babies. I, I, would, I would, but I can get away with it. <laughs> right. You, you, you know them. You actually know what you're talking about. I don't. And therefore, I'm going to make a snap judgment based on limited information. <laughs> like most people do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so that's an example of... Yeah. Le, but le both beef. are exemplary guests, however, I must say. Hollywood prefers ideas which they can relate to, things which sound like two other current movies. If you can tell them it's like Jurassic Park, Crust of Twilight, or um, you know, the, the Hobbit, Crust of the Killing Fields, it makes more sense. To um, come in with something which is more complex, which has adult themes and um, a degree of ambiguity, and especially a film which has spiritual and metaphysical ideas, is something which has um, most studios running scared. Spanish and Italian. Yeah. That's a lot of yelling. It's uh, it was very loud in my house yeah. all the time, and uh, what what's funny is that um, uh, my wife is black, and her her fat well, um, uh, West Indian. Oh right? my God! So <laughs> West Indian, but Spanish, West Indian, no, wait, yeah, Italian. but wait, West Indian. Uh, there are some West Indians that are a little bit louder than sure. than others, but uh, in Grenada they're a little bit more British. Okay. In their behavior, in their like bar- the Bajans, like Barbados, they're yes. a little more yeah, uh, exactly soft spoken. Uh, and they're a little bit more conservative in presentation. They're you know quite old school British. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Uh, and and so you know supper at her house, everything's polite except some conversations, and. Uh, <laughs> At my house, everything's fucking loud. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, like my, and she, my wife, when, you know, when she was seeing that, it's like, you know, I'm disagreeing with my mom, but I'm saying it loud and clearly. Mm. And she's like, what the heck are how you? How can you talk to your mom that you way? Talk? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> well, you disagree with your dad. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm very careful. And then, All uh, within a certain. Uh, I go, yeah, but it's like we're disagreeing, but we're not. Yeah, I know what you mean. Really mad at each other. Right. I like mean, me and my mom get into it in Hungarian, and it, it sounds really bad. And sometimes it is, but it it, it is often is misinterpreted <laughs> as being much worse than what it actually is. Because we're like, like it's yeah. just it just gets it's cultural. Into, it's cultural. Yeah. yeah, it's that's it. It's the tone, and and if you hear Spanish from Spain, it's worse. Yeah, it's it's, it's intense, it's, man. It's intense, and and plus the tone of uh, people from Spain 
is a little harsher than for Canadian years. Mm, yeah. So uh, uh, they have that lispy thing going well, on. Well, right? there's the lisp, but there's also. Pero tío, la cosa que te voy a explicar es que no me jodas, eh? It's it's the it's the tone like how we speak in English, French, or Spanish in the Americas is we uh, we go high and then we finish our sentence low. Right. Right. So da, that's da, 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 da. exactly, and then you know that person has ended. In Spain, it's the they end on a high note. That's the end of the sentence. Okay. So when you end on a high note, to our ears, it sounds aggressive. Aggressive. So like, that's why pro- it's so perfect for soccer commentating, right? Because it just goes. That's yeah for Spain. <laughs> for Latin America, it's a little different. Mexico, it's more like us, where they go up and down. Mexico is fucking beautiful. It's yeah. I love the the rhythmic. There's sure. a rhythmic nature to it. Hmm. I speak three and a half languages. And so. You, so you speak Italian? Eh, it's a little broken. And my wife half. speaks better, more Italian. Like northern than Italian or uh, central? Central. It's Abruzzese. 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 I love it. Yeah. So now the Godfather allegories from earlier make sense. <laughs> I'm just ma- just stereotyping the fuck out <laughs> yeah, of you now. Yeah, you're just being a racist. There you go. <laughs> no, no, just an old-fashioned bigot. <laughs> an old-fashioned bigot. That's how we roll. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So uh, this is hour two of the bigotry. That's uh, the bigotry uh, convention. <laughs> the bigotry hour. We're here all things bigot all the time <laughs> on ninety two point nine FM. Uh, oh, I, this is big. I thought it was like the show on big. I, I thought you were going to talk about uh, <laughs> big oats. No, big uh, the, the the movie with um, Tom Hanks. Uh, with Tom Hanks. All yeah. big. No, I, I, th- no. I thought uh, no. This is about big oats, like oh. oats. Where it's a farming show. Oh. Uh-huh. And we're very concerned about the state of oats. This is very confusing. And oatmeal uh, in North America. So, Cliff. Uh, yes. I We met in a very interesting, well, maybe not so interesting way, but very sort of accidental way. Yeah, in that uh, we were both cast members in that porn yes. uh, uh, but that's that series. Exactly. It was yeah. a porn series, very ahead of its time, but yeah. it didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. Uh, 13 episodes, though. You have to say to yourself, yeah. it's not a failure if you actually filmed it and it aired. Hmm. You know, it you doesn't matter if you get renewed. You actually created that. You stuff, have to right? tell yourself that at the end of the day. I at agree. the end of the day, I agree. But so there were a lot of on 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 uh, on site <laughs> accidents, a uh, lot of misfires. It was a very messy show. It's funny you'd say misfires, right? Yes, yes. Badumdish. <sighs> That's exactly what it sounded like too. Yeah. But so you you have a very <laughs> unique. <laughs> we did not do a porn, guys. We uh, have a very unique sort of uh, a job because. You, I mean, I'm guessing, is this not like a year-round thing? Yeah. So you really, the moment, almost even be before the, the show comes to town, you're already starting to think about next year? Or how does yes. it work? Uh, yes and no. I mean, <laughs> right after the show is done, I just want to sleep. You for sleep like for 18 hours, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, plus it's true because I have a thyroid issue, so I do want to sleep for mm-hmm. 18 hours. Uh, so you go into a bit of a coma after? I do <laughs> And um, I mean, it's exhausting to go to the fucking Comic Con. Like, I take my kids every year. It's a great time. But we're, like, physically drained. Yes. And we're not doing events or signings or anything. We're just going around meeting people and friends and my kids cosplay yeah. and stuff. I should take a, take a look at my phone. I forgot to take a look how many kilometers I did that weekend. Oh, you have a Because every year, that, uh, like, I take a look at uh, uh, how much I ran around. And, uh, well, we're com- we compete. Well, not we compete, but we, like, I did this many kilometers here. I did There's this There's a little, many. like, in- insider game. Yeah, okay. it's more insider game, you know. It's, like, it's, but my job requires me to run everywhere, but also be sedentary because I have to re- reply to some emails or really quickly or take a look at certain things fix schedules so i'm sitting down for 15 minutes at a time then running around again while there's some people their jobs is just running around 
constantly so, constantly yeah constantly like the the, the so, yeah, ball so, boy so once uh, the show is done uh, uh, we take care of a couple of housekeeping stuff and then and then uh, we try to relax a little bit spend some time with our families especially after Montreal and then uh, back on the horse for Quebec City uh, we're starting to get things ready now um, preparing the tickets that's the shows in October and uh, and then after that we start looking at uh, at planning for it we have smaller shows that we do but those are not like as heavy to yeah they're to like tiny sort of um, yeah there's the mini comic con there's pop expo they're not as heavy handed it's just you know a little preparation and compared to Montreal <laughs> it's a big monster well just to mm. put it in context here yeah can you give us a sort of a numbers yeah like in the last like okay so officially how old is the Montreal Comic Con Montreal Comic Con started with the first celebrity in 2009 2009 okay, comics let's, let's start co- counting from 2009 yeah in terms of attendance what has been the growth I think it was four thousand in 2009 okay so around 4,000 people initially 4,000 which is already a very decent turnout oh it's it's like just thinking about getting all your friends together that are geeks 4,000 people you're like oh my god that's, that's huge, amazing huge, yeah. most bands don't draw that anymore <laughs> mm. <laughs> even international bands don't draw yeah. for 4,000 people yeah it's uh and we did that on very few celebrities we, you know we had Lou Ferrino we had uh I forget who was the first year for a couple of voice actors Lou Ferrino was obviously the biggest one literally <laughs> literally bum, bum, bum. and uh, and then uh, the following year, I think it was 9,000. Don't quote me on that. It's I almost know. double. It's almost double. So it was pretty good. And then uh, 2011, that was the big year where we had, uh, I think it was 20 or 22,000. And what happened? Was it just the guests? Well, the guests, definitely. They attracted mm-hmm. a lot of attention. Also, you know, the thing is that this is what we do every year uh, and continue to do is that whatever profits we get from one year, they go into... My pocket. No, I'm kidding. They go into uh, the next year um, uh, because that's that's the way we want to run the show. I mean, there's you know, the, like any project, there's a lot of losses and, and things sure. like that. Um, but you immediately reinvest what you can. Yeah, whatever we can, we reinvest for the next year because our obligation is to make the next year bigger and better, right? Uh, at least, not necessarily for the public. There's obviously that. But for us, for there's the ego <laughs> thing. Yeah, that you it's like you, you, make, you make that's it. You make a project. You make a you know like any kind of uh, if you're a musician or, or whatnot, or if you make a movie, you're like, okay, I did this. Okay, now what's next? Yeah, you know you're, you you know when you start a Sudoku puzzle, you start with the easy one and you go to the expert. You know, <laughs> you're right. like and you're like, okay, what's next? You know, you it's like, I'm up. done. Next one. You know, the same thing with video games. Yeah. You just want to up yourself sure it, and it's a it's a there's a personal thing to it yes you want to please everybody as much as possible and that's the and that's it's for me a person that has customer service background uh, you know it's, i very much need that to make people happy uh but also um so we invest the 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 money into the next year and and hope that uh and things get more expensive year over year it's ridiculous this year was extremely expensive a lot of people don't understand the the fact that the American dollar was so uh, high. Oh, that's right. That's murder uh, on it. Guess. Was, it's at the beginning of the year. Uh, it was murder. It was like if we had to have the show in like what was it, it was in February March. That was like really a couple months ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Terrible. It was bad. Yeah. It was like a yeah like it hadn't been that low in a <sighs> decade or something. So it's basically we were, that's usually when we start signing. We we negotiate before, but we start signing a lot of the contracts around then. And we're like, if we sign this, I guess that's worth like, you know, 20,000 normally is now worth 30,000. Right. So the thing is that it's like that's you're talking huge. about it, That's a huge difference. 
And the thing is that you're trying to make the same kind of show with the same amount of guests, same amount of events, or or more. And then and then you have this hurdle that you need to deal with. <laughs> you need to deal with. And and you know with the guests you never know. Some guests could be amazing. Some guests, you know, you're rolling they, the dice, man. It's show business. It, it you are definitely rolling. It's literally the dice a mental ward in some in some cases. And with Montreal, you don't know what to expect. Uh, I mean, all the cities, you don't know what to expect. But Montreal, sure, but it's a low impact town, maybe for their for for the for the celebrities, as far as like um, if they know show and stuff like that, they're maybe a little bit less worried about it than if they know showed a New York event or a San Diego event. Well, maybe at I some. I mean, point. certain cities, they they just. Uh, some guests do better just because they're that city they're more watching those shows or right. movies or that's whatnot. their people yeah. uh, like Calgary does exceptionally well with the guests uh, Toronto it's, you know biggest city in Canada obviously uh, Montreal it does okay uh, with some guests does really well and then some guests it falls flat we don't know reason. because like for example we took a big risk this year with Bob Morley that was my <laughs> me rolling the dice and just for those I, who don't know who bob sorry is. yeah bob morley is the uh <clears throat> i forget his character name now but he's on the 100 he's one of the main characters it's a show on the cw that show doesn't technically air in canada except if you have the cw and most places do not have the cw you have to either get it over the air or, or you torrent. get it from chicago yeah. or something like that or yeah. torrent or torrent <laughs> right but, but officially actually, it doesn't or make netflix it it's on that's netflix, that's yeah. what i was going to say next right. is it is available in canada it's an exclusive deal they have the next day it airs it's on netflix oh, that's and that's great. how most people watch it here right like the torrents it's like it really is a small group of people and even yeah. those small group of people they're dying out because people are just tired of <laughs> doing that doing the oh, research for, sure. for uh, doing the research for shows and things like that sure. so um <clears throat> so bob morley I said, I, I, I've been petitioning for guests from the 100. It's, we, we discuss, you know, like we say, hey, what's hot, what's not? Are people watching? And it's watching? hot right now, the 100? It's hot. Ish. Ish. It's because I kept seeing people asking for them. And I know I watch the show, but the thing is that I'm not going to invite everybody that <laughs> from shows I watch because we'd go broke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like now. Especially I, with, I, with film stars now coming back to TV because it's a legit. Yeah. It's a legit platform now. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting platform. And. Um, they uh, so we tried Bob Morley and 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 it uh, and it worked out. I'm happy to say, but we didn't know it so could have been crapshoot. It could have been terrible, <laughs> and it, and there's guests that I've booked. I'm not gonna say names that you who, thought were gonna that I thought were gonna be everything. phenomenal, yeah. and then and then it was just there was no response. There was no response. You know, like uh, it's or you know, and it's not just autographs and photos. That's one way to gauge things. That's that's the the passion gauge, if you will, the ones that are really really big fans of them. Uh, of, of certain people but it's also how well a panel does like a Q&A or you know is it packed is it not packed or things like that um, we, we see if there's a, a, a decent turnout you know um, and some of them <laughs> you know it's a yeah, little, no it's a little it's, and it's, it's, it hurts us you know A maybe financially but also it hurts us uh, in the sense that we feel really bad yeah of course for, it's for somebody who's thing. got an empty room you know it's like I've, hey, I've been sure. to, to conventions where um I'll see someone that I remember and the person's a little bit like past their prime, past their glory days, and they're kind of sitting there twiddling their thumbs, uh, you know, at their booth. And it's it's a sad thing to see, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, you obviously want to minimize or at least eliminate that the, that situation, but you can't always avoid it is what you're saying. You can't always avoid it. Sometimes we, we do. It's like, you know, we realize, okay, this person doesn't do too well here, you know, because we'll, 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 they sometimes they ask to come back. <laughs> 
We're sure. like, yeah, but you know, yeah. it didn't go so well. We'll see what we can do. Right. It's like uh, I don't have much else going on. If you get your <laughs> flight here by yourself, sure. No, uh, <laughs> it's like if you build down. your own stall, yeah, uh, yeah. we maybe yeah. we could uh, we could work. But this it's out. all these things that we need to consider. I mean, we do need to consider. You know, it's like is is that is the person that we're going to get? It's not just the hotel and the flight and the fees. It's also branding. Is that six feet of space well used? Right. Is it is it yeah. uh, turning a turning a profit or at least at least paying for itself? Or just or it, it's also the visual aspect of it, right? You're, as you were saying, somebody was twiddling their thumbs at their booth. It doesn't. It looks terrible. It looks terrible. It's, it's so it's, sad. It's you know you feel bad for the person and, and especially whatnot, if so. you yeah. love that guy. Yeah. You know, totally. You're like I remember that guy. That guy was great. Why don't you have mm. any people? Why there? is he? He was you know agent number five on that show, but he was fucking amazing, and he's still like giving out pictures of himself from twenty years ago. It's like that whole wrestler thing, right? Right? Yeah. It's just very. It's hard to hard to see because it's such a brutal show business. Is so brutal. It can right. at once be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. And uh, make you experience things that you've never ever experienced, and I can see how people can go mad. And I barely, I barely tasted it. I can't even say I've tasted it. I scratched the surface on it, and I can see how it can make someone go mad, hmm. right? Uh, Joe Rogan talks about uh, the effect when you, or him and um, not Hinchcliffe, but one of the other guys, they were talking about how uh, Brennan. They were talking about how Brennan Schaub, Brennan, uh, no, no, Brennan Schaub, but Brennan, uh, Nick Brennan, or one of those guys. Anyway, it's a stand-up guy. He's like, when you kill, when you crush a knight, you get on the stage. That feeling hmm. is unbelievable. Yeah, it's like and a drug. It's it's not only just a drug, but you, f- you, you they they were talking about how like they wish they could harness it. Hmm. And, yeah. and actually give it out in pill format that <laughs> happiness <laughs> to like bring lift other people up. Yep. Yeah. So imagine to have touched that and then now it's gone or maybe you had a bad run. Maybe you had whatever happened to you because it's such a volatile fucking world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The show business world. So, okay. So um, I hate to do this to you, but can you can you drop some names? Can you tell us some of the craziest encounters, some craziest yeah, Sean Bechu. I don't know if you know him. He's from the show. The, the, he's the, huge. The, he's huge. <laughs> he's huge. He's huge, like physically. Yeah, his his pecs are he's enormous. Massive. Yeah, he's much taller than you'd think. Yeah, in well, real life. no, yeah. I thought he was gonna be taller, but like, still, <laughs> like Vin Diesel is kind of like a little, a little, like a mini me of Sean Bechu. Yeah, when you think exactly, about it. exactly, it's really like a small literally version. in in uh, in uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy. That's literally true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Groot is gonna be baby Groot. They they cut off a piece <laughs> of Sean Bechu, grew it, and it became Batista. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you were talking about Sorry. David Duchovny being really amazing yeah so i mean i'm a huge x-files fan and as most uh, of us were yeah, yeah. and uh back i mean we had jillian anderson in montreal hubba, and hubba. ottawa 2013 is there anyone not in love with jillian anderson um not that i know i feel of. like it's a test like it's literally it's a test or like jillian anderson if the person doesn't smile immediately you should have nothing to do with the <laughs> burn any contact you have with this person if there isn't at least a smile and like i love her like that should be immediately yeah. coming out and of she mouth. looks better now than she did she's then. aging in reverse this is true <laughs> she is. it doesn't Benjamin make any Button. sense yeah no doesn't she's great and and uh um and I, a nice I, person i i i and at first i wasn't sure because the thing is is she's a little mm. british 
she she you know did spend a lot of time in England. Okay, did uh, not know that. Yeah, I mean, she I think she grew up there and then came to the states and and did some acting. And when, after the X Files was just done, she almost immediately she left to the UK mm-hmm. and worked there in a lot of series and, and whatnot. I don't know if you were keeping oh, up. The fall, I think. She well, did. that even before the fall, the fall was like her renaissance, you know. Okay. But even before the fall, she was doing a couple of other shows here and there, movies okay. and and whatnot. Uh, but she was raising kids too, so you know it was like few and far between. Um, and then, uh, anyways, so we, we, we got her for Montreal and Ottawa and she was great. And a lot of people were a little taken aback by her style cause she's not Scully. I don't know if you know this at but all. She's yeah. like Gillian Anderson. She's an actress. <laughs> right. She plays the role. But oh. that, that's something that happens the with the comic con sort of fans, right? Is there's yeah. a little bit of that, like they come there for the pure love of that character. Yeah. And I guess it must be crushing. For and then, them and you know, it's true that sometimes some actors bring themselves to the set and that's who they are they're playing a version of themselves like nathan fillion is basically malcolm uh, right uh, right on, on, on firefly robert downey jr robert downey jr is is basically tony stark, tony stark. it's yeah. there are certain <laughs> aspects that are true but then there are some people that it's you know it really is i heard an amazing again rogan and uh, brandon were talking about uh, robert downey jr and why he's so amazing. neil brennan neil brennan thank yeah. you why he's so amazing to watch on on the screen because he looks like he's this guy who's about to do coke <laughs> all the time. He comes really close to doing coke, but then he doesn't. <laughs> Just like Denzel Washington looks like he's about to lose his shit and snap and kill everybody, but he never does. He always stays classy, you know? So... Uh, I, I <laughs> I'm holding it in. Yeah, exactly. He holds it. He holds it in. He reigns it back in. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So Julian Anderson, uh, very different. Yeah. So <laughs> very different. And and it took me a while to get her because I did MC her in Montreal. I was like, I have the privilege of uh, choosing seeing like introducing her, introducing or? her, and moderating the Q and A and whatnot. So because um, uh, it's I have a sta- couple of staff that are actually comedians from Montreal and Ottawa that. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, we so, might know some of them. Yeah, yeah Paul Ash uh, and uh, God, I'm gonna—they're gonna hate me a bit or not. Tim Reel, okay, uh, Jason, and the new guy that I can't remember. The new guy I can't remember, and it's gonna—damn uh, it, Brendan. It's Brendan. It's Brendan. I love new guy that you can't remember. Yeah, he's anyway, so funny. but he was—he's actually really good, and he's. Uh, We're actually working our way through the comedy scene. If you measure things in there. success, you know, like he's the one that's toured the most as a comedian and whatnot. But I, I, I like the fact that you know that uh, we, we have comedians. I'm not a comedian, but I like to be funny. <laughs> not that it's a successful adventure, <laughs> but uh, but they're very good, and they—they're—they're. They understand how the crowd works and, and what. Yeah, they're masters at that stuff. Oh, they're they're, they're so yeah, good. Yeah, we're both big fans of uh, Huge. comedy. Yeah, so yeah, we've actually had a few comedians come on the show. Oh, recently. really? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're working to. our way through the scene right now. Yeah, cool. So if you need but any no, more people, yeah, absolutely. You know. No, no, but uh, that it, w- what's interesting is uh, yeah, I mean these guys often have to go up without any notoriety, any TV shows, any anything, yeah. and just have to in a very limited time take command of a room yep. and and get the room to appreciate them right so yes. of course mm-hmm. this makes them master hosts master uh the disseminators of information and such right yeah okay exactly so um yeah so i emceed uh, jillian anderson's panel but she you know she's very unto her own she can manage herself i was just there to help with the french questions and things like that and um uh then the, I, I, that year, I think it was that year. I can't remember much anymore. Uh, I went to San Diego 
uh, Comic Con, and uh, as, a, as representing or just as no. A, to, well, I was there fan. for networking, um, you know, trying to connect with companies schmooze. and whatnot and schmooze. So one of the agents uh, was there <laughs> and knew that uh, found out that me and uh, uh, a couple of the guys from Comic Con were there. So they said, "Hey, you want to come and help out? Uh, you know, manage the alliance because basically the agent had a booth." And had some of the guests that were presenting panels. He had them signing and whatnot. So uh, he says, hey, come help out. And we're like, no, no, no. I'm like, it's like, David, the company is going to be there. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, go, I'm coming. Did I say no? I meant yes. Yeah. Right. So I went over and, and, uh, and uh, you know, man, helped manage the line. I went to go get Jillian Anderson. I don't know. She barely recognized me, but that's okay. Uh, Actually, wait. This happened before Montreal, so that's uh, it. Was Ottawa? It's getting to you, man. It's coming to. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't even remember anymore. You're but falling apart. I'm falling apart. <laughs> but I went to go get her in the back in the in the, the garage, you know, like with uh, a couple of other actors. So I went to, and like I see her. I said, "Can I carry your stuff?" So I carried her stuff, and uh, the security guard that was accompanying us kind of ran away because another actress ran away. So he ran after the actress, and and then Jillian was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like unguarded. Yeah, exactly. And then, and at the same time, he, he went through the door and the door shuts basically almost in front of her. So I walk in front of her and I, I had my hands full, but you kind of stepped in, I kind of stepped in and put my, you know, did the whole thing with the knee and of course opening the door and whatever. And I, she goes, what are you doing? She goes, I should be opening the door for you. I go, no, you know, I, I have kids. I know how to. You know, and you're like, Jillian fucking Anderson. Exactly. <laughs> and but yes, goes, I also have kids that I love. <laughs> yeah, but no, but, I, but you know, because I'm saying, you know how like uh, you have kids. Yeah, you're uh, used to carrying. You're used shit. to carrying shit yeah, and yeah. opening doors. That's that, essentially your job as a father. <laughs> yeah. So so I did Back that, course. and she goes, "Well, where where were you when I needed a husband?" And I was bum, like, bum, bum. Yeah. In my head, I was like, "I should tell you that you're on my list." Yes. Of <laughs> the five celebrities, if we yeah. ever meet. <laughs> Seriously, Jillian hey, Anderson says you don't she say that because no. it's creepy. She <laughs> says correct. Yeah. She yeah. said that to me. I would have had like a like a full on like aneurysm right there. Yeah. I would just yeah. fall on just down. Fall. Yeah, I just, just like, I just I just I think I mumbled something. I'll be and I open the door. And I go, <laughs> That's right exactly. Ahead. You had a little idea. No, 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 a little no, stroke. No, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> on my five. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so she walked in and everything. Oh, that's and a cool little. Anecdote. So she did some autographs, and then Jill, uh, David Duchovny showed up, and and he was hot in person. Like, uh, he's really, yeah, he's really he's Mister Sex. He's Mister Sex. He yeah. exudes it. To Every everything. pore in his body says, "I'm like about furniture, to have sex. animals." He's not, not one of your five. Uh, he is not one of my five. Um, I my five uh, were female. Oh, okay. uh, just to no, but there are out. these there are these men there are these men that yeah. the, these men like that just are so powerful that right. you're like I'm 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 pretty sure I'm straight I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure yeah somehow this doesn't interfere with that that's right they're just so I'll magnificent still do Brad Pitt it's fine there you go yeah. or something like <laughs> but that but it's like yeah. it's uh, I think it's Walken. hard to gauge <laughs> yeah, on television exactly. or things like that you're like I can appreciate you on television and and whatnot yeah and then because it's happened the opposite too where I've met someone like a and and you know you know you have the TV crush and then you meet them and you're like yeah yeah not so much Jolene uh, Baylock remember her from Enterprise yes yes that's how I felt about her. Uh, until I saw her in Maxim, and I'm like, oh yeah, give me that. I bought the Maxim, I opened it, and I was like, and that's when I realized what a geek I was, <laughs> because without the Vulcan gear, nothing, really? nothing. 
Really? Um, she was just another Maxim like centerfold to me. Like there was nothing to her. And then I, I'm like, did I imagine that? I just I turn on Enterprise again, and that's when I realized I literally have a Vulcan fetish. It's fucking sad. It's just the pointy ears does it for you. Just the gear on her, and I realized <laughs> it's like, like put pointy ears on everybody and that, that haircut. haircut and that and like, like that cold indifference. Yeah, and that explains a lot about my life if you really think about it. <laughs> but that's another story for another time. What about the, seven the of rest, nine? Resting seven bitch face. No, no, yeah. she didn't do it for me. But uh, I'll never forget uh, DePaul. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> David the only Duchovny. reason why you watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, David Duchovny was uh, was pretty awesome. I missed an opportunity to take a picture with him. The agent told us, hey, just go in the picture. Yeah. And then we were waiting for a signal. But no. you've met, like, William Shatner. Yes, I've met William Shatner. Uh, Edward James Olmos. Yeah, it's kind of hard to go through the list, man. There's, like, crazy amounts. 100 people. hundred. I was going over the list because I needed to have a count for... Uh, partnership documents say how many guests we've had between all shows and i'm like i pulled out the list of pictures because that's how it was like okay how many folders do i have of pictures here and i was like oh my god there's over 100 pictures oh well over 100 guests i didn't meet them all a lot of times i don't have time to like i'm sorry i don't have time to meet these celebrities (laughs) i'm very busy the recto no but it's it's true i don't i don't have the 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 luck to i'm usually you know, being very brief with them. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much for coming and leaving. Yeah. Of the ones that you have met, which ones kind of stand out to you as being sort of like the coolest ones? Like just like the nicest let's, people. Let's see. Without Will, like pointing Will, out the Will, ones that were shitty. Uh, Will Wheaton is obviously one of the coolest ones. Yeah, he um, seems like a cool guy. He, he was very cool. He was very chill. But it, what I respect about him is that he's very much, I want to say us. Like uh, he's down to earth. Uh, you know, like, I mean, I don't know how far geek you were growing up, but you know, where you're socially inept and, and whatnot and you, and lots of times you have that self doubt or often, I mean, I think that's human, Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is that Just he brings that awkward. forward. Okay. He's, he's very awkward and, and whatnot, but he talks about it. He talks about feeling awkward and the challenges that he has to, had to face, uh, as well, a, as a, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, he's one of my favorites. That's and why he's such an ambassador really for, really, it, it, he, he, he also has some of those, um, he speaks he, truth. He comes from, he, he sp- yeah, he's that, he's one of us. Yeah. Literally. And we watched him grow up too, which is, is a weird thing, right? Like yeah. I can imagine and he wasn't that. totally fucked up. You yeah. Know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's totally like he off. plays board games now. Um, so, uh, yeah, so another one cool. is Michael Rooker. Last really? year at Montreal. So for it? those that don't know, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker is Michael Rooker. Yes. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> uh, he is uh, on Yondu, uh, Gar- Yondu on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, who is now going to be a main cast member. Yes. Uh, he is also on Walking Dead. He was uh, Norman Reedus's brother. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's basically a lot of t- uh, typecast as the cr- the crazy redneck guy. Yeah. Right. Crazy yeah, redneck no, guy. I love that guy. But now you're blue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, you know, he was. Uh, what's the uh, American? Uh, not American Psycho. What's the the portrait of a circular? Uh, not portrait. Was that it? Uh, late '80s movie? Uh, not American Psycho. No, no, but it's a, he's a serial killer. Oh, jeez. It's I, his first major. Like you know, his first it's an art house kind of film, okay. Mm-hmm. Like horror, but uh, again, this is a guy I follow on Instagram, so oh, uh, yeah, I can see how how loved he is, and 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 it's not just how loved he is; it's how much energy he puts when he comes to a show. Okay, uh, every fan he makes it when you go and meet him, he makes it worth it. He makes 
it feels like it came out to see you. Tennis. Yeah, totally. It's okay. like, hey, guy, how's it going? You know, which uh, and on stage, he's an animal. He's just crazy. He's just he'll cut people off and <laughs> he'll just say his random stuff. He'll jump off stage. He, he actually jumped onto the stage because he was late. He actually flew like I think like eighteen hours. He was from Colombia. He was filming in Colombia f- a film when he was came to Montreal, and then he like had you know transferred and whatever, and he got off his flight came in the car got to the convention center and he's like oh i've got a panel and he ran to the panel and he came in through the crowd not through the back <laughs> and went and jumped onto this rolled onto the stage that's like the perfect that's that sounds like even if he had made it on time and had time to get to the that's still how he should have come in yeah. i know yeah <laughs> and actually and then and then we had him uh, him and um Do you watch The Walking Dead a lot? Mm. Uh, oh, you're so talking he, to the right guy. Yeah. So uh, he's. Uh, we had a panel for The Walking Dead. I don't know if you were at the Comic Con. No, uh, I wasn't. Two years ago. Uh, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And we had him and um, um, Herschel. Um, yeah. Scott Wilson, and um, uh, uh, Dwight. Mm-hmm. Dwight, who's uh, I'm trying to remember the uh, real actor's name. Yeah, I don't know that right now. That I can't draw on. Um, Anyways, so we had them there. So we had first Scott Wilson giving a solo panel. And um, and then at first we thought that, which was the rule, <laughs> that current Walking Dead actors are not allowed uh, talking at mm-hmm. Q&As, are not allowed going to Q&As. Uh, so then we found out he actually was allowed. Uh, oh, okay. Which uh, is a huge deal. Which is a huge deal. So we had him break into Scott Wilson's panel. So he kind of went and asked the question like from the crowd and then kind of went in. And then uh, Michael Rooker had his own panel about the Guardians of the Galaxy with um, the other guy that's in Guardians of the Galaxy, which I can't remember Bautista? his name. No, no, uh, it's uh, it's it's one of the his henchmen, like you know oh, okay. the the main henchman, and he, he actually plays Rocket Raccoon, not Bradley Cooper, the voice. Okay, the Bra- he's physically he's did the physically mocap, I guess. Mocap, the, the yeah, mocap, uh, yeah, uh, on his knees okay. and everything like that. Um, God, he's on he's on Gilmore Girls too. Okay. He plays like a somebody who's a little slow. Anyways, uh, God. It's escaping me the name. I know it's always like that with names, so don't um, worry about it. Yeah, so he was he was pretty chill, and uh, he um, uh, so Michael Rooker. What we had, so they were already on stage. Scott Wilson and um, the other guy from Dwight from Walking Dead, and so he uh, Michael Rooker comes in. Uh, we we what we did is we gave him a, um, a fake head and a fake hand uh, because in Walking Dead, Herschel spoiler. 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 Yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> so Herschel gets his head chopped off, right? So we gave him a fake head to bring to the stage and uh, and then a fake hand. And he said, you know, it's like, hey, I found your head. And then he goes, I found my hand, too. You know, like, and puts that on stage. <laughs> that's right, because he gets his hand chopped off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah okay. That's, that's so, nice. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So and a huge, his own hand, actually. That's right. Yeah. And huge fan reaction, obviously. Oh, God. Because that that's room, what's great about the Comic-Con was, kids yeah. is that, like, they immediately get the references, like like that T-shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Right, like that's no, they they do the calculations. They live off the references yeah. and the and the, the insider no, stuff. And that's why I wear these kinds of t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> so you could spot your own. Exactly. So like, some people are like cool cat. I'm like, oh, do you get it? No, it's just, it's just when a you cool get the cat. nod, yeah. the yeah. squint nod, you're like, yeah. one of us. Yeah. And you or some you people are just vaguely. They're like, I think I get it. I'm not working, sure. working, working. But uh, yeah, Michael Rooker is definitely. Up there as one of uh, one of the really good ones, uh, Manu Bennett. Uh, uh, he he also gives a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, who else? Um, trying to think. 
There's I mean, a you've couple. had wrestlers on. You've had, I'm not uh, the biggest wrestling person, so like I mean, some of them seem cool and everything, but I'm just like I wouldn't. That's not your world. It's, it's not my world. There was somebody else managing that. But this is a wrestling town, right? So those guys still yes. get recognition here. They get recognition, but you know, we still want to, you know, we want to keep it in the show, but not you know overdo it either. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Yeah, you don't want to turn it into uh, a wrestling event. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Mitch um, Pileggi, also very good, uh, told me cute stories and uh, about uh, you know Mitch Pileggi was Skinner on the X Files. Right. And he was also uh, Shocker. That's Remember right. the horror film Shocker? Oh, my yeah. God. Wes Craven's yeah. Shocker. So he was the prisoner that they electrocute. Mm-hmm. And right. then you only see him in the movie X amount of times. And, um, and yeah, uh, very few. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, they capture him and whatever. And then, then his essence, whatever, gets transferred, the into electricity, the, right. into different people. I always remember the cover of the, of the, of the, the orange suit. Tape. Yeah. yeah. And he told me a, a cute story that, uh, you know, like, because uh, we were backstage and I said, and I, I told him, I go, you know, I loved you in The X-Files, but my introduction to you, and it was like one of these movies I would watch over and over again, and uh, back in the 80s, uh, was Shocker. And he goes, oh, you know, like, he goes, uh, you want to tell you a little tidbit? And I'm like, sure, do it. And he's like, um, oh, yeah, because basically I, I, I told him, I go, the walk, like, you know, basically he's got a limp hmm. uh, and he drags his foot. And I go, we would reenact that as kids with our friends, you know, like, oh, I'm Shocker now, and just run after each other with the limp, you know, and kind of do that shit. <laughs> Seems lame now. It was cool then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm so going to say it still sounds cool. It still sounds cool, yeah. yeah I'm, uh, I'm on <laughs> so I, I say that to uh, to him that we used to do that. He goes, oh, cool. I go, he goes, uh, you know what about that limp? <laughs> he goes, uh, it wasn't me at first. He goes, uh they they uh, they didn't they you know they film out of sequence he goes they filmed a whole bunch of stuff uh, before I got to the set and the first person to do the limp was the little girl so everybody who would do the limp had to follow what the little girl did so they had made him watch what the limp was with the little girl and they all had to imitate they that specific limp. limp oh okay that's, <laughs> that's <so> funny <laughs> that's crazy yeah. so I gotta ask uh, William Shatner. Yeah, William Shatner. Who, um, doesn't, who doesn't know who William fucking Shatner is? William Shatner is Captain Kirk yes. of the Starship Enterprise. But he's huge. He's, he's almost, huge. Shatner himself is almost as big as his character. Uh, I think he's big. He's as he's bigger. Possibly uh, bigger. Yeah. I think that you say. I mean, you mentioned Captain Kirk. A lot of people are going to get that. But the thing is that he's such a huge personality. Uh, especially even today with Twitter and all these yeah. other things. Plus Boston Legal, Tech War, all this other stuff, uh, all the books he wrote. Oh, yeah. He's, it's like it's Shatner. It's like he's not he's a brand name in and of himself. He, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like Schwarzenegger. You mentioned Schwarzenegger. Everybody knows who that he's is. A, he's, yeah, he's, an, he's a household name. I think that's what yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, he's good people. Um, he, he may seem off-putting to some because he's a little uh, brash. Not brash. What's the word I'm looking for? Bold, uh, he's he's, Self, he's bold. Self-involved, <laughs> not so much. Uh, it's it's that he's he doesn't have time for small petty stuff. Or yeah, he's certainly like, that. like he's invested in his brand and he's bringing it. Not just right? that. I mean, like he's, he's it's it's, it's it's no, it's more like I'm old. <laughs> Life has passed I'm me by. Yeah. Just get to the fucking point. Because the thing is that you know it's it's more of a person that it's like how we rose color things or how we. You know, like we try to avoid the subject. Uh, I'll use this analogy. Like um, I went to France uh, and my wife goes, you know, can I go to the bathroom, right? 
and she goes pardon <laughs> and then she repeats herself and, she, and then she tells her I'll say it in English I don't know how everybody's gonna she goes but ma'am you can't take your bath here right right okay because in France right. they literally they yeah. say she goes well I need to go toilette right she goes oh mais la toilette right so the thing is that as Canadians especially here it's like we we grow up and Americans too we avoid the subject we go around it and we try to make things pretty and and uh, so you know he's more of a just get to the point he's a say, straight shooter he's a straight shooter okay. and, and I think it's abrasive to a lot of okay. people okay he just says what he means he just says what he means and it can be a little it. bit of a shock to people you know like uh, when, when, when people are like that um, you just have to be ready for it you just have to prepare yourself and I remember uh, you know like in Ottawa this uh, earlier this year early this year last, late last year uh, you know, we interacted a little bit and he was, you know, abrasive, but pleasant. You know, it's like okay. you, you just have to know what... He's like that gruff uncle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That like uh, people kind of wince when he... But a little bit because he drops some, some cold, hard... Uh, some cold, hard reality on you. Yeah. But he, once you get it... Yeah, some people play hard to get. He plays hard to want kind of thing, right? So yeah. once you get what his style is, you realize that he's not a bad guy at That's all. That's it. And, okay. and you know, it's like his stage presence, he's pretty hilarious. He's huge. It's, uh, he seems... Uh, was he born here? Is he from he here? He is born and raised in Montreal. How did that uh, happen? Uh, well, you know, there's this thing with the birds and the bees. and uh, No, not, not oh. that part, but okay. thank you. Uh, the, well, there's, he has a big family here. And uh, he was, uh, uh, he, you know, I, I he's a Quebec Anglo. He's a Quebec Anglo. He's a Quebec Anglo the, from the west side of St. Lawrence Boulevard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so he grew up uh, in the in the, the the western. Uh, is it? I forget what part. The um, West Island. <laughs> uh, no, in DG. He NDG, grew up in he's DG. from the DG. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he he, you know, talks about a lot about it during his panel Montreal. He was reminiscing a whole bunch more than I've ever seen him do. He was referencing things about l growing up in Montreal, how certain things are just from here that he craves, you know, it's like, you know, things from your youth, uh, things that we take for granted, like, you know, the, the pork ribs, but in, the, in that sauce there, the, mm -hmm. the Chinese places that they have here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, there's very few places in Montreal, maybe a little bit of places in Ottawa, but it's a thing from it's here. It's kind of a staple, like smoked meat. Like right? smoked meat, you know, right. but, uh, but smoked meat, everybody knows, bagels, everybody knows, poutine. Sure. Everybody knows, but this is. I was like, "What? <laughs> That's a thing here." You and, uh, didn't know. And I'm like, "Okay," because because he's traveled the world, and he's like, "I need right. I need these little ribs, tiny little tiny little rib. cut ribs <laughs> that are deep into the honey sauce." You know, like. Um, Wasn't there a thing about Halloween? Like he didn't go off on like trick or treat or something that like I, back I, in I, the day that, that people would actually play tricks. I th I wasn't there for that part of the discussion, but yeah. I'm sure that were you at the panel? No, no, no. I just I remember seeing a clip of okay. him on a panel talking about that kind of stuff. I'm like, really? We we don't we don't do that here at all. How Maybe that was like you? a generational <laughs> gap. Yeah, know? I mean he Probably is almost is. ninety, so you know you just gotta. That's crazy. Is he really that old? Yeah, he's in his late eighties. Late eighties. Yeah. Wow, he looks good. He looks pretty good. Yeah, man. he looks pretty good, and that's why he's like a shark. He doesn't want to stop moving. He wants to keep on doing these shows, keep on doing events. He's just one of these guys that like could have used another lifetime. Right? Yeah, definitely. Because he's just so active, and <clears throat> I know he's into horses and stuff. Oh yeah, big time, big time horse uh, guy, and that's no. pretty cool. So he's good people, you know. There's a, you know, in general, I think that 
most of the you know their people right they're, the actors their people is it okay do i need to back on that? no 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 okay oh the candy okay um misophonia <laughs> <laughs> everybody sorry go on. um okay. so the the a lot of the guests that we've had are are really you know generally nice and and whatnot there's very few that have been off-putting and okay, whatnot give us a crazy story no i'm names. not allowed no names uh, no names uh, I mean, uh, if you can, if you can, it's fine. I'm, I'm just, trying to think of crazy stories I can talk about that you know hmm. wouldn't be obvious. <laughs> it's like yeah, we're, we're just fully aware it. of the of the sensitivity of this. There's like one guest that that uh, we've had at, at several shows, and people are happy to see this person, but backstage, uh, very abrasive with with uh, everybody. Okay. Um, so he sucked with the staff. It, or, yeah. she. or she, or yeah. she, he or she. I said this person. <laughs> he or she stuck Gen- with let's the staff. Let's keep it gender neutral. Yeah, okay, exactly. so great outside on, with the fans. Great with the fans, but horrible. Uh, in the back. But in the back, a little bit, uh, you know, like shredded uh, meat. Ma- made, created a, an atmosphere of of, of high of, of discomfort. Okay, and it was ba- was it based on expectations of like reverence to their their. No, it's just. I just think that they 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 like to create misery. Okay, <laughs> some people like to stink up the. the yeah. Room. Do you have like uh, riders? Do you have like that um, kind of stuff? Very or? few times do we have riders. We have the contracts that we sign, and then mm-hmm. we go with the contract. Uh, there's only been a few times that we've had riders. Uh, Kevin Smith being one of them, because he was doing a performance, which okay. is different than. The guest appearances, which is because it's a lot of people like I, I'm, I know that there's people that have been onboarded to our event and they're like, oh, you know, because we don't have a lot of information on the contracts. There's a lot of basic information. But once they go on stage, I need more information. So the thing is that we've been trying for years to get the agents to put that information on mm-hmm. the contracts, but they won't. They, they, it's just you start realizing, OK, well, that's not going to happen. You know, you tried every which way. Mm. It's not even happening by emails, so you get the information at the show. <laughs> okay. Right. So uh, you know, sometimes some agency they do you know give us a bit bits of pieces that we want, like you know we find out if they're allowed to film, if we're allowed to take pictures and things like that uh, while they're on stage. We find out you know, but most of them you know we just kind of like try to wing it and we go with the flow and we try to inform ourselves. We've learned the hard way, but it's it's okay. It works, you know. Mm. Um, How's Kevin Smith? Is he cool? Oh man, he's so cool. Yeah, he seems. He's like a he's great actually guy. one of the really cool guys. Yeah, he was. Uh, he seems like a guy you just want to hang out with. He, we, that's what we did at the end of the day while he was, because basically his his contract was like do a show, uh, and a whole bunch of the pictures uh, signed pictures for for people who bought certain tickets. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm gonna just drink some water. Yeah. Can you listen to me drinking water? It's yeah, very let's do very it good. There. Let's all drink water. All right, I'll drink beer. You were saying, so uh, Kevin Smith is uh, <laughs> is 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 genuine. He's uh, he certainly looks genuine. He's a talker. He loves talking. He talk about any subject for a long time. Um, <clears throat> and that, he's and a great storyteller. He's a, an astounding storyteller. Because the thing yeah. is, he'll just go and talk to you about something, and he'll have a whole idea. And even the tangents are all. Yeah, he builds this whole yeah, universe. Without even preparing I don't like, for it, I don't care for his films, but like I feel like he, it, it's not his medium because when he's on stage, he's he's far far. He's like a master storyteller. Yeah. When when we when he came and 
20 last year 2015 uh his his thing went on it's like you know basically it says about two hours you know so you know that's what we planned for it and i think he went for three and a half almost four hours maybe he's more. a machine yeah he's just a machine and we were trying for the last hour to get him off stage because <laughs> not because we don't want him on no, stage schedule but just it's like his schedule but it's it was the last thing of the day so it's okay if he goes long but the thing is that there's buses there's metros and things like that so we were thinking about the people that want to leave but they can't leave because they feel that they're going to miss out on something you know it's like it's right. like i can't it's like it's not a I yeah. can't. It's, it's good. This is good. I can't leave. When a playoff leave. game goes into overtime. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to be the loser that leaves. Oh, God. Okay. Let me see. If I'll find out later who wins. No. You want to be there for that experience, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's, I'll walk home to watch the end of the We even brought him food. Yeah. We brought him a poutine on stage. The two of the people that worked with us went to go to, it was a poutine fest nearby. So they went to go to poutine and brought him poutine to bring to the stage. And, uh, <laughs> so, Badass. Yeah. Is he a Putin fan? Uh, yeah, yeah. He brought up Putin, and uh, you he know, seems like he would be. Hmm. Yeah, I made a fat joke. Yeah, you know he lost tons, he lost tons, tons of weight. Did he? Yeah, tons. Like he was like when I saw him come into the show, he was completely unrecognizable. I mean, because I I've seen him with girth and uh, tons of weight, and he, he talks he talks excessively. Uh, he talked really. It was a. He's, he's, he's not just a talker. He's also very inspiring in, in, in his talks. It's the, the kind of person that I love to hear speak because he tells geeky stories and things like that. But also he tells very personal stories. Motivational. Uh, it's very motivational. And he talked about a lot about uh, his weight issues and Body how he was hiding uh, that. About, like, you know what, what happened with the flight, uh, you know, where he was kicked off a flight because... Uh, he basically needed two seats because he was big, or, and so he was like two. Oh, he really had to confront that. Huh? He had to confront that, and and then he talked about how that was his biggest issue in life. May I say? May I, may I call it the tipping point? Would that be okay? <laughs> that would be. Okay. Are you guys okay with that? <laughs> but that that was it for him. He was like, "Holy shit, I'm a two seater guy." Uh, yes, and but it also for him it was facing the fear of people calling him fat in their brains. Because now it's out there. Now it's on. And he goes, and then he, and then he was like, oh, shit. That was, that was my biggest fear? That? You know, it's like, you know, straight white male, that's my biggest fear. It's like, it's dealing with people thinking I'm fat and, or saying it out loud or things like that. I go, it's not the end of the world. It's terrible. But it's not the end of the world, right? Right. Yeah. So, so he says now, after that, he says, that's where he kind of changed his course with, well, I'm going to do movies I want. He's like, I'll do movies like nobody wants to see these movies. And he tours well, I want them to himself do and all that. And he stuff. does the podcast yeah. and all these other things. So he, he's he's mm. used that perspective to give him energy to do other things. If I, if I know any, if That's I've cool. seen any guy in show business that can survive that transition, the interesting thing that happens to a show business guy though is that it's a huge risk to lose the weight mm. because uh, at this point you've created this character, you've branded this look. And now you're suddenly like unrecognizable, right? Yeah. And so there's that challenge there. Are you gonna like you have to do it because it's for your health, right? It's crazy, yeah. That. Uh, well, anyway, so the point is, he he lost a shit ton of weight, and that's it. And I think people lose their jobs because of things like that, or you know, for and, sure. And yeah, uh, for comedians and stuff like that. Like if if you were a big dude and that was like part of your routine, and suddenly you're not a big dude. Uh, Ricky Gervais, I think, also lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, he did. Uh, th- there's a few examples of this. I'm, I can't. I'm th- thinking of someone else too that really like shrunk completely down, and then 
it, it they, he talked about how it affected his like he was it Rick Moranis in uh, uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids <laughs> Rick Moranis wow you're taking me back sorry anyway man so next year uh, it's going to get even bigger I hope so right what was the attendance this year fifty six thousand people fifty six thousand yeah. I know I like I know about Comic Con but I I think like it's going in mainstream now because like the mayor's showing when did that happen when did the mayor start showing um we reached out to the mayor about three years ago to come to our event and he kind of like said yes i'll come and i'll you know uh visit the guests and take pictures and he brought his daughter and, and whatnot sure. so we're like you know it's privileged it's uh, it's nice and where else is he gonna meet have this kind of exposure that's it's a crazy stage yeah and i mean we we went to meet him and 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 said hey uh can you support us? Like this is last year. Can you support us? And they're like, yeah, you know, money's tight. I, and we're like, no, we're not looking for financial support from the city unless you have money. But, yeah. uh, but we, we know we we, we, we didn't come. We're not stupid. We're not going to come after the city that's like you know with potholes and stuff like that. Yeah. We're like we're just want you to support us to like acknowledge our existence as as an, an important event in Montreal. And he was like, yeah, for sure. The you know, and and a friend of mine. Uh, that's now a reporter. I went to school with her, and she told me, uh, Evelyn. And uh, she 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 said to me, she goes uh, around 2012 or 13. She was like, you know, you guys, because we were like seeing ourselves as like you know small event. You know, it's like this very niche kind of thing. And she goes, no, 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 you guys are up there. Oh, it's massive. With, yeah. And we're like, I'm like, no, no, we're just you know geeky. But I'm, I'm seeing it now for the last three yeah, years. That's crazy. And this is a town that loves festivals and loves yeah. the Palais festive des Congrès events, is you know. our biggest conference. It's the <coughs> mecca of conferences and meetings. Yeah, and you can we tell a week ahead of time when Comic Con is coming <laughs> because yeah. every like the 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 buses, metros are full of cosplayers. Yeah, it's it's massive. Yeah. and it's so funny to me to see because it's next to Chinatown. It's in Chinatown, <laughs> right? It's so funny to see the faces on the merchants in Chinatown <laughs> as a bunch of North American white kids uh, yeah. are walking through their like past their stalls wearing cosplays of Asian cartoons <laughs> that they probably are acquainted like, with, right? Yeah, that yeah. come from their from their culture. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like Asian Halloween. Yeah. Like Jean Pascal is walking by dressed as this giant cat and whatever. And it's <laughs> and like it's funny because uh, you know there's cosplay nothing like, it. like I mean the first cosplays I think it was a New York convention and people would show up, very few people. But it took off big. It wasn't even called cosplay at the back then. But it, in in Japan, that's where cosplay took off. Uh, it's actually the word is technically speaking Japanese, meaning it has an English heritage. The name costume play cosplay. But they coined it. But they coined it. Mm-hmm. It did not come from here, from English speaking North Americans. Uh, and and you know it's kozurupre. That's how you pronounce Kozurupe. it. Kozurupre. Kozurupre. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so they they uh, they coined it there, and 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 it took off there, and and I think you know because of the internet age with pictures and things like that, where other people here were like, oh, this is cool, and the smaller conventions here started having more masquerades like they have yeah. in, in 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 Asia. Like we'll do it here without the creepiness. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's definitely like global, and you can go back from this. Like it's become a Montreal staple. 
and I think and I think and, what and you I guys think, built is amazing. Well, thank you very much. And I think that Montreal, what makes it is especially special, and I don't want to take away from Ottawa or what's happening in Quebec City, but Montreal, because of uh, even though we're officially you know uh, Quebec and uh, francophone. I think that everybody understands culturally speaking we're kind of smooths we're, over we're, we're bilingual yeah. you know yeah, like yeah, in yeah. Montreal and the thing is that our event uh, yeah it started off as an English event uh, comics <laughs> obviously but the thing is uh, one of my goals was to incorporate more and more of the French into it and which is it's a difficult task but it's been successful it's okay. slowly but surely yeah, yeah, I've, I've getting seen it the, there the local French 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 Canadian yeah and like we do dubbing live dubbings we bring French actors that do, do do dubbing of movies and TV shows and whatnot and they do live dubbing showing that skill because it's a skill a very specific skill like from the technicolor uh, kind of uh, French movie dubbing type stuff yeah where they where they're speaking over the English cast right. or, or right. whatnot mm -hmm. and it, which is different than voice acting right voice acting you're kind of left on your own and here you just have to kind of mimic the voice of the kind here of they kind of like try to match and they have like something that they need to follow and things like that okay and okay interesting so uh yeah so i i find montreal is very unique montreal comic-con is very unique in that if you go everywhere else in the world uh this does not exist uh in this format so a lot of people are like yeah be more like san diego be more like calgary be more but i think that we're our voices being there's a niche. Uh, there's a there's a flavor. It's there's a different definite mm. flavor, and I think that through time people will see it. You know, just like the Jazz Fest is a very unique thing in Montreal. The Just for Laughs is a very unique thing in Montreal. I think heavy that metal Montreal, all that heavy yeah. metal, Oshiaga. You know, it's like there's these things that are very f much from here, and that's why we want to do. Everybody in the in, in in the company is from Montreal, and we want to bring that there. That's great, man. Well, listen, Cliff, uh, this has been super interesting. I feel like uh, there's so much more that we could talk about. And like we tell our guests, you know. Two more hours? Sorry? No? Can we do two more we hours? We could do two more hours okay, if we want to. It. We okay. can do a part two. <laughs> okay. More beer. Okay. More beer. Um, <laughs> but uh, we always like to find out about our, our guests when they come on the show the first time. And as and then we, when you come back, you can come back and shoot the shit with us anytime. Cool. Uh, you're, you're, the door's open. So um, – if anyone like, do you are? Is there anything else? Do you have time for anything else? Do you do any of your own stuff, acting? Uh, 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 are you? Are I, I wish I had more time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, married. you would act. I I would. I used to sing a long time you used ago. To sing. Yeah. Okay. I used what to, type of stuff? I did a little bit of everything. Um, you know, from like but like Spanish <laughs> singing, Spanish classical kind of like uh over the top singing that's cool uh, some pop rock but the last successful band i was in was hardcore metal in really? spanish yeah i love it yeah, what it were they called mi santa sangre okay i think i've heard that name one two uh i'm gonna something blood right yeah my holy blood <laughs> my holy blood yeah uh that that <laughs> well, sounds really familiar. the name is based off this alejandro jodorowsky movie called santa sangre ah, uh, yes. i don't know if you know he we, did holy course. mountain yes did, and yes. dune that almost got the, me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we know who Hodorowski is. Hodorowski, yeah. like to me, the idea, like I didn't love him for his filmmaking. He's mental, He's, but in the uh, most wonderful my, way. But the, uh, one of the bandmates, yeah. he was obsessed with Hodorowski. He's a filmmaker and he... Uh, uh, you could see from his films, his short films that he's done, that it's completely an influence. <laughs> yeah, it's locked into that. Yeah, okay. And it's like it's it's also you know he's Mexican, so it's like sure. very no. He's heavy. a hero there. He's, he's a hero. Their Lynch or their yeah. uh, and their uh, but to me, even before I knew, like I didn't know his movies. I knew of the Dune movie because uh, um, and and I would tell 
before that movie came out you know the story about how yeah, yeah the whole bit about the it. whole bit but i my, my motivational speaking during when i used to where i used to work uh was uh and i know we're over our time there but no 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 we've got plenty of time okay. man but uh it's our show what i would say because where i used to work it was an office job right it wasn't nobody studied to go there to be doing that office work uh it, it was just a job like any anything else it's not a bad job it's a good job good benefits and things like that but it's a job right so it's a lot of people went in there and they go oh, crap i'm doing this but it's not what i want to do sure i just got to pay bills and i was in the same position and I, i kept telling people i go listen you don't know what's happening in life you know this is a springboard maybe this is it or, or whatever but you just don't know what's going to happen next uh and i said for example Uh, this was one of the the inspiring stories that I knew about was uh, the Holorovsky story of Dune. Uh, the they they were preparing to put together the movie uh, the of Dune, and uh, he hired everybody. Like he went around and as you saw in the movie, he went around and got the artists and actors and everything. He got everything together, and it, which is phenomenally crazy because there was no internet. And you had to go and meet people. You had yeah, to yeah. Go. And these are people had to win them over. That's it. And these are people that he had to research or hear about or things like that. And and it's kind of odd that he got them all together. Yeah. Moebius. Uh, yeah, he created that team that would go on to basically influence uh, cinema and art for the next 20, 30 years. And that's it. And, and I don't know if you, how much you know about this. But, spiritual but warriors. Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> Dan O'Bannon. Yeah. Uh, the sci-fi uh, artist. Uh, the the yeah. The cover he, artist, the, yeah. the guy who wrote Alien. Oh right, right, okay. He uh, basically uh, he uh, put put in some money because <laughs> the studios were pulling out or whatever, and he was putting in money to uh, help make Dune. The right, the Jodorowsky Dune. Yeah. The Jodorowsky's Dune from the '70s before Star Wars, and there there was so he lost all his money, and as a result, he lost uh, his wife, left him kids, and anyways, big confusing story. Uh, so he was on the ca friend's couch, sleeping, and, you know, like, and then he's he's writing what's, what he does, and he wrote Alien while he was at the worst moment of his life. You know, he had no more money or things oh, like I that. See. You're sort of saying like this whole this okay the overarching so, theme of like you never know where this next thing. That's is it because you you started off with something amazing and whatnot, but it all fell to crap and it, it, it feels like it's the worst thing in the world because your spirits were really high and then you get crushed down but then it ended up being that he wrote and not just to, th that he wrote that that he got together like 70% of the people that worked that were going to work on Doom yeah. to work on Alien so mm. that wasn't it didn't go to waste at all right that, the precursor the, the precursor the interactions the you know Moebius was the 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 one who did a lot of the designs, yeah. uh, Geiger did for the Alien. Yeah, it's insane. But the studios also kind of, and Ridley Scott kind of poached. Oh, poached the they kind of poached, but it's because hey, do you know somebody who? Sure, <laughs> sure. And they and they well, they were sold on, and I, I don't want to go into too much yeah. into a conversation about uh, Odorowski's doing, but essentially, he even won them over. Yeah, he was just way too fucking crazy for the for the like uh, uh, straightforward the mainstream American studios. They were like. He literally had Mobius and Geiger and all these super artists, and he had the book, and he had like the whole movie planned out and drawn out. Yeah. And the studios were like, "We love this. This is fucking crazy. This could be the next Star Wars." 
But well, we can't. Star we Wars. don't understand that guy. It was before Star Wars. Well, of course, if he came you're after Star Wars, right. it would have happened. It would have. It would have. You're absolutely right. Sorry. Uh, yes, it, it, this was gonna be get backing. It's just they couldn't handle Orowski's yeah. uh, vibe because he's so. And it's and and also it was at a specific time in history where nobody believed in science fiction. That's correct. For movies like big budget. You no, know, Star Wars niche. was the thing that proved everything wrong. Yeah, but. It's like you come in here and it's like it was going to be the Dordali most... Salvador Dali was going to be in this thing. <laughs> he was going to be the emperor. He was yeah. going to be the emperor. Uh, fucking uh, Mick Jagger was going to be in it <laughs> yeah. in, instead of Sting. Like it was just wow. going to be the yeah. craziest was thing. Was it Orson Welles? Uh, Orson Welles, I think, was peripherally uh, involved. It was just... It was absolutely out of control and it would have been amazing. But anyway, yeah. all you can, all this you can find out on Hodorowsky's yeah. Dune. You can look it up. Netflix. But, <laughs> but my point is that basically... You never... Don't, don't shit on what you're going through because it could be... Exactly. That's a... I, I'm, I'm so happy to hear you say that. And uh, it speaks to me at this particular point in my life more than you know. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll hug you after. But uh, thanks. It's a little hot though. It's a little hot, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But uh, yeah, man, you, you gotta you gotta come back, man. We gotta discuss just issues. Cool. Yeah. We gotta just talk about stuff, and uh, like our door is open anytime, man. Sounds good, man. I hope you had a so good time. So how do we how do we uh, get to Comic Con? When is it happening? Uh, the next Comic Con is Quebec City, October twenty second, twenty third. We're working on getting the tickets up on the site and some guest information. Uh, the next events after that are in May uh, for Ottawa Comic Con, and that we're going to start talking about more in January. And okay. then uh, in March, we're going to start planning, well, not planning, but talking about Montreal Comic Con for July 7th through 9th, 2017. Jeez. Cool. You guys What's are turning into like Disney. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> the release schedule, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy Black Panther dropping, oh, Miss Marvel. Yeah, you know, I wish, huh? It's like, well, we hope one day that uh, Black Panther... Are the studios uh, it's, approaching you yet? It's, or is it's it not... There? There's too many cons and whatnot. They all focus on either San Diego, because okay. it's next to, to LA, or New York Comic Con, which is because it's New York. <laughs> it's, uh, sure, sure. Uh, so what's the website? And, uh, uh, MontrealComicCon.com. Or cool. and 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 that one's gonna take you to all the other websites. Are you active Sweet. online? Are you are you? Uh, I I'm more or less on my Facebook, uh, but I'm, I I tweet Ender's Run. Uh, Ender's Run, at really? Ender's Run, yeah. That's, that's cool. Do you get it? No. Yes, of course. Do you? Yes. <laughs> See, it's another geek thing hidden in a geek thing. It's it's uh, it's, it's, a, a, it's a Kinder Egg, really. It's a uh, Ender's game. Yes. Mixed yeah. in with Logan's Run. Yes. So. Sorry. No, no, that's cool. I had to explain it for the audience. It's that still maybe cool, they yeah. don't know. It's still cool. <laughs> Thank you, Cliff. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me, guys. Man.